All right, check, check, one, two. Mic check, one, two, three, four. Yeah, levels look good. Everything looks good. There's levels to this, man. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about that or not. There's levels to we this ish. We don't do the same podcast. We don't drink the same tea. You're right. I'm drinking some cinnamon tea right now, actually. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm more of a green tea guy. Man, get it. I, 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 I need the caffeine. There's levels to I just had a I just had a wild cherry Pepsi like an idiot. Wild right before I got they still work. make wild cherry Pepsi? Yeah, man. I have I have not had a soda in months. So I'm like all over the place, right? Now. You about to go into diabetic shock. You're just like Yeah. I have not had that in forever. But anyway, okay, let's rock. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand A-R-M-O-N-D Wake Up, all one word. You can follow Clock Radio Speakers on Twitter at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. Please uh, follow us there if you are on Tumblr to share the show, all that good stuff. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash ClockRadioSpeakers. And uh, every Sunday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, let me know what you thought of the uh, the two-hour Kanye mix that I, I, I did. People were kind of, Doc, people were kind of, they weren't looking forward to that. Why not? I, all I all they heard was Kanye mix, and they instantly were like, "You're not playing stuff off Jesus, are you?" I got that consistently, dog. Hey, pe- people aren't built for this. They're not <laughs> built for this Jesus album. <laughs> What's going on, Doc? Uh, I'm rela- sort of relaxed. Took a little took a little break. Had a little vacation with the misses. Um, cool. Cool. Went up to Maine. Got my New England preppiness on. You know, ate a lot of seafood. Did all, did all the touristy stuff. Obviously, in the middle of summer when it's all hot, what did I do? I uh, I stumbled upon a North Face outlet. Ooh. They had a sample sale. I got heavy-duty North Face winter jacket with, like, the fur-lined hood and all that for, like, $100. Wow. Which for North Face is... That's, that's like, dirt cheap. Yeah, it was a North Face outlet of all places. Sheesh. So there I am doing the shopping, you know. Hey. Oh. It's all good. It's vacation. Um, yeah, of course. But you, that's what you're supposed to do, though. You're supposed to buy winter stuff in the summer and summer stuff in the winter. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I was like, wait a minute. They have sample sales at North Face Outlets? Like, I was like, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um, what's exactly. going on, everybody? You follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats. S not a Z. Uh-huh. Um, you did all the Facebook.com. Yeah, you know what? Rate and review us on iTunes. Um, yes. That's, that's always very, very helpful. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, yes, sir. Every Sunday night, tune in the radio show. Yeah, I'm really curious to hear what people have to say about like the mix like in general, especially people who listen to this, who, who are you know big fans of the podcast and who listen to the show uh, when it's on the radio. Um, I, it's funny. You think people be like, oh, Kanye mix. Like, there's so much you could play. Duh, I... I I had to clip records. Oh, I had to clip records. No, because there was so much. I had to clip records. You did. You like, did like one of those like seventy three track mixtapes, like I used to do. Yeah, like I had to cut. Oh my god! I mean, I didn't even. There's a gang of stuff I didn't play. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff I didn't play, but I played a lot. I went everywhere from his, uh, you know, when college dropout, original version of All Falls Down, Good to Bad to Ugly. You know, all the way through Dark Fantasy. I should have played Bittersweet. I'm bugging. I might do Bitter, another. Bittersweet's all right. 
Bittersweet is cool. But remember I, how point, hyped we were about Bittersweet? We were. I, but I mean, the point is, is that I wanted to play stuff. I didn't want to play an obvious Kanye. I mean, the most obvious records I played, Can't Tell Me Nothing, yeah. The Wire. Of course, I'm going to play those records. But I wanted to play stuff that people kind of forgot about. Mm. The B-sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what that is. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. speaking so of Kanye... Yeah, speaking of Kanye. So we, we've had over a week now to, to, to marinate, percolate. Holleration, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> hateration, get all that out of our system in this dancery. Uh, nothing like a little E-40 reference. Um, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> I, mean, I, guess that's, I guess that doesn't make it better, does it? Uh, Burger King. No, I, I thought we were doing free association. Um, but, uh, but Yeezus has been out for over a week now. Yeah. Uh, o- almost two weeks since it leaked. Yeah. Um. So, uh, a couple times here and there. If you still feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait on it. There's way too much going on right now. Um. As far as music, I mean, geez, Saturday alone was like two episodes worth of Clock Radio speakers. We're gonna get it all. We're gonna get it all in today. Um. But yeah, I- I'm gonna come back to it. You know, last week I said around the fall time, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to come back to it. I still love black skinhead. I'm not really as big on bound as I was last week. Like bound is, got, bound is incredible. It, it got played out really quick. It's a dope record, but like everybody was like, yes, bound. So I heard it everywhere and I'm like, ah, all right. So kind of played it out, but black skinhead is still incredible. Yeah. The, if I'm like, just, if I'm just like, trying to play a couple records like if i don't have time to listen to everything then it's you know it's black skinhead it's new slaves it's blood in the leaves and then it's bound like those are the four i'm running to first but uh-huh. the only one that's really like i can't hold my liquor like i, I just really got to be in a certain mood to listen to that but otherwise I, I'm, I'm still happy with it. i i didn't listen to it at all when i was on vacation so i didn't listen to any music really can so, you play that uh, album in maine how does course, i want to that album feel in maine <laughs> bound feels great in me but um okay you know, um, you know what I'm you know what I'm hearing? A lot of people are starting to like mm. the two songs that are really running away as far as like general consensus, these songs are really dope, are Blood on the Leaves. Yeah. And I'm in it. People love I'm in it. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous. And the beat is dope. It's over the top. Like that whole song is just That's, like Did you yeah. read the um some of that making up stuff? No, I didn't get a chance to read all of that. That was the article you sent to me uh, like yeah. day before yesterday. It, it, fascinating. Um, I didn't get a chance to read that. <laughs> they made they they made a bunch of other stuff that they considered that you that people might consider traditional Kanye records that Kanye specifically held back. He he had a purpose. It's not like he was just holed up in Paris making you know moaning over angry beats for. <laughs> five months like he was very purposeful about what he wanted this pro- specific project to sound like um, <laughs> <laughs> um ah, if somebody now we know like a tagline Jesus, <laughs> moaning over angry beats like um blood in the leaves was supposed was going to be the album opener hmm the very first uh, it was it, the original intention was the very first vocal you were going to hear was nina simone okay well that makes sense um, but he really wanted, much like what we said when we did a review, he wanted to like smack people in the face like, this is going to be different. Yeah. He wanted to set the tone immediately. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great. It talks about the creative process. Um, 
it, you know, if you're if you're a music nerd, definitely definitely check out check that okay. out. I'll check it out. But um, speaking so, of good speaking of good music, um, well, I was gonna say speaking go of Jesus, we we didn't even talk about how much it sold. Nah, it uh, what was it? Three twenty eight, three three twenty seven, three twenty seven, three twenty seven. J Cole did just a shade under three hundred, two ninety eight, and yep. then uh, Mac Miller came in. He did one hundred and one, I think. Yeah, just about. That 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 is that about what you thought? Yeah, it's about right. I I'm, about right. I, I thought I remember you predicting a little bit more for Kanye. I did predict more for Kanye. I predicted um like four fifty, and then you yeah. said it'd probably be a little lower. Um, I I I was about right for J Cole. I don't even think I gave a number for Mac Miller, but that sounds about right. Still, for him to do a hundred thousand with really no single, that's still a win for him. Um, yeah, and then he, J. And then for J. Cole to do 298, I mean. I'm, I'm not surprised as much by J. Cole. I think the bigger deal is, um, look, having a radio single is important to a certain yeah. degree. It's not everything. Yeah. Right? Um, I think what – are they playing – I mean, I don't really listen to the radio. Are they really playing anything from Kanye in the radio right now? No. That It's a – I mean, I think it's – I mean, I'm not trying to be apologetic. You know, you, people might have expected a higher number from him, but – this is an album that is left field, to put mildly, right? Absolutely. Left Urban. field, no single. Some of these records, I don't even, like, there's no necessary, like, obvious home. Like, if you think about, like, formatting for radio stations, some of these records you are like, uh... Like, you're just sort yeah. of like, wait, you know? Absolutely. Um, what I would be very interested to see is the legs of this album. So yes. they didn't have a lead single. Will they play anything on the radio? I think they play Blood on the Leaves. They're going to have to edit out a lot. They are. All right. All right. I mean, pff, do you... The Every Girl radio edit but, is like the instrumental. No, no, no. It is. But what I'm saying is that's a case where some... like they, Even if they just went through and like doctored it up, like when they ship that to radio, they're shipping a single. Like Blood on the Leaves, somebody at Clear Channel is going to have to go through and... And, and clean that up the the bad way with sound effects and reversing and, and all that stuff like it's not gonna be pretty um because i don't think they'll ship a single to radio right i still think bound could be a single you think so yeah i do but uh it there's a little you know some of these records right now that you hear on the radio there's there's that nostalgic feel to it right absolutely that's why crooked smile is going to destroy late summer Back to school radio. That's why that, you know, beautiful, um, which I know you're not the biggest fan of, but that's why that's a single. Um, I feel yeah. like if you're going to have a sort of nostalgic sound, like summer's a perfect time for it. Sure, um, sure, sure. Good point. And, and so, if you, you know, if they wanted to do something with Bound, they could. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. But, but we'll see. We shall see. And uh, yeah, so do you want, I'm trying to think, what do you want to talk about next? We can talk about, we can talk uh, about J. Cole. Well, uh, you want you want to go somewhere else first? I mean, what about J Cole? I was going. Do you want to talk about this uh, "Made Nas Proud, Let Nas Down" remix? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk that. All right. Saturday. Um, Saturday was a really weird day. Why is that? Because I, I was in the middle of of nowhere in Maine, so um, I didn't get all this till I came back on on Sunday. Well, you know, of course, Drake dropped you know four records at like. Three o'clock in the morning, which we're definitely going to talk about just a little bit. We're definitely going to talk about those in a second. Um, and then, you know, normally on a Saturday, social media is very slow, very boring. 
Um, you know, not much is really going on. Usually Saturday mornings a little popping a little bit, but then as the day progresses, people are out doing stuff, you know, and you know, social media is pretty dead, but between that, uh, then I think the J Cole, the Nas record dropped at like three in the afternoon, like dead in the middle of the day and Twitter just blew up. So, you know, that was, that was, uh, that was really interesting. I, I don't know why we did, you know what, you know what now I almost have like a rapper approach to clock radio speakers. Like whenever we predict something, we get all hype. Like, yeah, clock radio speakers called that first. But when we miss stuff, I kind of, I kind of copped a little attitude. I was like, why didn't we call that? What, that Nas was going to jump on this? Yes. Cause I'm, I'm not really that interested. How do you nah, feel about this record? Um, I like it. I like it. I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Um, I need a full version. Just have, you know, J. Cole's version and somebody just blend Nas's verse on the end. Um, you know, people are saying verse of the year. Let, let's, let's, not, let's not get crazy. I think people just love the moment and the idea. They love the idea of it more than the – I think the idea of it overrides for a lot of people the actual execution of it. Um, Nas's flow is let's just let's not mince words. It's incredible, right? Yeah. The content of it is a little, a little corny to me. Like, all right, I, I could go off on a rant here, and I'll try not to, but like, there's a whole lot of like eye rolling going on anytime I hear Nas talking about, oh, you know, radio records. Yeah, you you need those radio records, and sort of like as he's you know he's refuting sort of J Cole sort of being upset about, you know, having to struggle to get that to get to get a single that made his label happy and all that. Cuz this all ties in with what I said last week is like Nas the pe- there is this like image of what Nas represents and there's just a whole lot of like rewriting history that happens around Nas and it drives me insane. Like it just drives me crazy. Um did we address this on a We've addressed this many times but like, you know, how do how do how do I put this without going too off the deep end? Because this will drive me crazy. But like, it always still in hip hop. You know, here we are, twelve years after they were, after they dissed each other, and we're still talking about Jay versus Nas, right? It's yeah. always got to be, you know, Jay is the commercial sellout, Nas is the real MC. Yeah. But let let let's be a hundred percent honest here. Let me take y'all back <laughs> nineteen years ago. Nas oh, releases one God. of the best albums in hip hop history. Illmatic, y'all, y'all have probably heard of it. Maybe suffered from massive bootlegging, especially yeah. in New York. But this, what, like a year before it came out or something yeah. like that? Despite yeah. that, I mean, he got the five mic helps, but he didn't have huge radio singles. He only goes gold. Source Awards, Biggie, which mattered back then. Biggie cleans up, like yeah. he wins everything. Nas yeah. is sitting in the crowd. Questlove had a great story about this on the old OK Player website. He's just dejected. People yep. are like consoling him. He's like sunken in the seat. He's embarrassed and mad. He purposefully hooks up with Trackmasters and Steve Stout. He purposefully, <laughs> and for 1996, this is what we considered selling out, right? He does the record with Lauren Hill, which was dope, but it was commercial. He does the Street yeah. Dreams video. He makes an album that was designed... Because he wanted to be the man in New York, right? Mm-hmm. For him, that meant he had to sell at least a little bit like what Biggie was selling. He wanted the source cover. He wanted the hit single, which is fine. 
But don't ever forget this. Nas knew what he was doing. So let's not romanticize him. He sold out when you, you know, could, when it was still possible to sell out. You know what's funny, though, about that It Was Written album? We listen to it now. It's not at all commercial. No, not at all. But for 96, it's commercial. Yeah, that's weird. For 96, it's commercial. And, yeah. you know, people look at Jay like he sold out. I look at Jay. Jay has always been about the dollar. Yes. Literally. Yes. There was nothing to sell out. Right. Like, he makes reasonable doubt, which is incredible. But that, that mafioso trend was, was percolating. To use a word I just used <laughs> five ten minutes ago, right? It was there, right? yeah. And 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 people forget that Reasonable Doubt got four mics in the source. People were like, ah, it's okay. This is nineteen ninety six. That's this right. Is one of the best years in hip hop history. So, but what know. I'm saying, but you know, from day one, Jay Jay has always, for all of his faults, he's always been about what's popular. Either he's riding the trend, or he likes to take something small and try to make it his own to set the larger trend. Definitely. Right? Definitely. But that's what he's always done, and he's doing it again. Like, he's not he's not doing this deal with Samsung because he loves Samsung products. Like, if you if you really think he's in the studio with that Galaxy Note, oh my goodness. He did it for the money, which is totally fine, but Jay's always been about the money. Seven, like I think he, he took home what seven and a half mil off of that deal. I, the whole the whole deal was twenty mil, and yeah, out of that he took seven and a half home. How are you gonna be a sellout if you've always been about that? Like right. Nobody calls Donald Trump a sellout. Right. Right. But Nas, who was the pure MC, who saw the road that that would lead him down and made a choice to become more commercial. Like, right. it, look, if this you- is this is ancient history. Nobody cares anymore. But like, let's just not rewrite history. Right. So like when 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 Jay Cole's sitting there talking about, you know, Pac was like Jesus, Nas wrote the Bible. Like, come come on. <laughs> right. I think Nas was always revered for his potential. And he reached it on Nomadic. He did. But I think it was always like Nas was supposed to be that. <clears throat> and, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to say he, he didn't make it. No, of course he made it. I, I, one last thing that I want to say about this. When Nas mimics the, you know, Pac was like Jesus Nas with the Bible. He names two rappers who preceded him. Yep. How does he not mention Rakim there? Who's the other person he mentioned besides Slick Rick? G-Rap. Oh. Eh. I, I'm getting nerdy and nitpicky, but... Maybe... Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Rakim not like the, the UBR? I totally forgot about UBR. I was just thinking, like... You want yeah, to talk a- about who inspired Illmatic. Right. It's Rakim. But- I remember, I remember when UBR came out and Rakim like kind of trashed it. It was horrible. I mean, not because no, 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 because Rakim was like, you know, he didn't really talk to me about it. I wish he would have, you know, consulted me. Da 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 da. He didn't like it from that approach. So maybe they just kind of rubbed Nas the wrong way. So he's like, I'm not going to give you any more freebies because I mean that's a freebie. Yeah, it's a. So freebie, maybe it was but... intentional, but then again, on the flip side, that was what almost 10 years ago all right uh, yeah i mean let me say as, an, as i'm not an, mad as, i'm not mad at him mentioning slick rick and and cool g rap uh yeah i'm not mad that at was it, more, like, that was more so the public's comparison more than nas except he did ubr except he did ubr <laughs> but by the time he did ubr were people still comparing him to rock him not people have, no 
Not at all. I like how we didn't really talk about the song. Um, <laughs> we did. We talked about it in the beginning. We said that his flow was dope. You said the con. You said the concept and the idea of it yeah. was. Con- yeah. Nah, but I, I, it was it was dope. And you asked my opinion. I thought it was dope. I see people you getting know? a little excited about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's come on. It's it's the story. It's like a movie. It's like you know, I failed you, and then you know, <laughs> it's like I've always believed in you, and then they hug at the end. I mean, you know. See, this is why I described this song as corny last week. Like, uh, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm right. not mad. It is what it is. Speaking of Jay, yeah. Well, th- let's. You want to talk about Jay? Yeah. Let's let's talk. Let's talk this app and this album and all this good stuff. Magna Carta, Holy Grail. Yep. We've got the track listing. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh God! This track go. listing is hilarious. Oh God! Yo, the. Do you remember you? We talked about this before. People would like come up with fake track track listings all the time. They still do it. <laughs> all right. And there was a there was a long time where you could look at a track list and be like, "Nah, come on, that's fake." And then at some point, and it might have been with might have <laughs> been with Rick Ross. Yeah, we really thought that track listing was fake. <laughs> I, I didn't think there was any way he was going to have a record called Dice Pineapples and, <laughs> and 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 pirates and pirates. So after that, you know. We've had some other records where you look at the titles and you're like, really? But anything's possible now. So I'm looking at these titles. Jay-Z Blue. Yep. Tom Ford. Yep. Beach is Better. Yep. I mean, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Picasso Baby. Picasso Baby. Oh. That better be a Just Blaze record. You you just want Hobie Baby Part 2. That's all I'm thinking of. <laughs> thinking of the, the live drums and... Six samples in one. I want Jay Z on a you know beady big beat maker beat. I, I, I don't. Do him and Just work together anymore? Yeah, he's on this album. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, he's on the album. Um, yeah, the album is Just, Just Yay, Pharrell, Tim. I think No ID's on here too. And I think that's it. You forgot Pharrell. You forgot I said Pharrell. Rick Rubin. Uh, I, and you forgot I Swiss. Consider- Okay, yeah, Swiss is on that. I don't consider Rick Rubin a beat maker anymore. I consider him a producer. Well, maybe they'll bring back that uh, that black album leftover that everybody got excited over, even though it's awful. Even though, even though it was fake and awful. Well, it was fake because remember they couldn't clear. That's why at the beginning of Fade the Black, when Just Blaze makes that beat and yeah. just and Jay Z's like, nah, that's not it. Uh, just always tells the story that. You know, at the last, either it was at the last minute, they had just just create some generic tracks because the records had samples in it and they didn't want to clear the sample for the movie. Yeah. Something like that. So he just put something together or was something, it was like a leftover that they had and they just threw it in a movie or something. I think, I think it was that. I hope so because that. <laughs> yeah, both, both of those records are, both of those records are bad, but you can kind of tell it's like, all right, okay. Okay. And there's a there's a concert too, so it's funny you mentioned Fade the Black because there's a concert in Times Square, I think, next month. Yeah, this is really the Black Album all really over is. again. Absolutely. I'm surprised you didn't go with like Black Album Two or something. That's very Jay Z. No, no, no. This is. I don't think you. I don't think you go Black Album Two for all of the trends that he's intentionally trying to set with this album. Yeah, I mean, well, Jay Jay's record on trends has been pretty spotty. Lately, um, I, I just like to direct the listeners to the entire recording of "We Off That." Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
<laughs> he went back to wearing Tim's like six months later. Um, yeah. No, rim, rims are still out of style, though. Unless okay. you're in the South. <laughs> you know, South rims is, I was in, I was in, you know, I was in Miami a few months ago. Still saw rims there. But, you know. Um, so how, you've got the app. I have the app. So, which means that you've been getting these ridiculous lyric releases. Yeah. Um, basically, and I'm opening the app right now. Um, when you first when you first download the app, you know, of course, they ask if they can send you emails and stuff. They ask for your age, and then they ask if you want the clean version or the explicit version. Mm. Um, so then, you know, you enter. They have a countdown. You enter the app, and basically, it's just a day by day breakdown um, of. Um, you know what they're leaking. They're obviously leaking material every day until sure. the album drops. So, you know, they got the original video, they've got the four more. Then, you know, anytime you want to unlock something, you have to you have to share it to either your Facebook or your Twitter. And then that unlocks it in the app. So, you know, for the Holy Grail lyrics, which, you know, if I'm looking right, you can't even really Okay, you can zoom in okay you just can't pinch the zoom like i thought you could okay you know they has the lyrics then they have a video you know the heaven lyrics then the oceans lyrics and then today they just dropped the the video preview for oceans where he's breaking down the seasick line and pharrell kind of laughs did you see that video no okay yeah he's he's breaking down you know i like when jay does that you know kind of decodes himself and then like it's a it's kind of a funny moment because then pharrell looks in the camera and he's like seasick, and then he just starts laughing. And t- like Timbaland, Timbaland's facial expression has not changed through all four of these videos. <laughs> it's because they were all like, shot within the same thirty minutes. Yeah, he has like this this like chubby man scowl <laughs> with the with these big glasses, on, which is hilarious. But when I saw the lyrics for Holy Grail, yeah, I had two thoughts. Yeah, number one, oh Nirvana, poor Nirvana. Oh, I mean, you know, um, the uh, the chorus appears to. Oh shoot, that does. I was have the lines to from uh, like, what is that? like Teen Spirit." Yeah, right. And uh, the other thing I thought was, this beat better be nice, and Jay's flow better be nice because these lyrics are. I mean, but that's what Jay is known for, though. Uh, yeah, Jay I, is more so. More he's, so, he's dropping Jay, my anticipation by releasing these lyrics. Jay knows how to say things. I get that, but. I I read I read I'm reading these J verses and I'm just like, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Um, yeah, so, I I agree. Yeah, because the heaven uh, heaven samples uh, REM's losing my religion. Oh god! See, I haven't even heard. I, I might have to go on. I might have to go on a, on a blackout until this comes out. I've, I already know too much. I like to go into an album knowing as little as possible. My my only smart comment is the fact that Oceans features Frank Ocean. I I, I heard that as well. Yeah. Um. But, so, are you going to be like checking in with the app every day, or are you going to just avoid having to tweet about it and go get it on online as people share it immediately? Say yeah, people share it immediately. Like the minute it gets online, it's already out there. I mean, I guess what I wish the app had was notifications. So I just kind of know, mm-hmm. oh, hey, you know, because I, ch- you know, check my phone in the morning messages, stuff that I got overnight or whatever. Um, 
so it would kind of be nice. This is just me being lazy <laughs> to not have to go in the app or just, you know, do my pull down, open the app from there and then see what, what's been shared today. But I mean, I'm on Twitter and then they say, hey, preview for oceans. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go through the app and just read it there or whatever. So, I mean, pff, it's a tweet. Big whoop. It's not, you know, it's not like I have to like pay a dollar to unlock all this stuff. So, I mean, it's cool. You know, I mean, if it was my app, I'd do the same thing. You'd force people to tweet about it? Yeah. I mean, with my, I mean, even with my band camp, if you have, if you're downloading something for free, you got to give me your email address. See, that's different than tweeting to me. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the whole, I'm going to make you tweet about this to get something. I feel it. Like, you want an email? Fine. And then I'll unsubscribe immediately. But like, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, my, my bond is my word, man. Like, I, like I'm, I'm going to get the album, Jay. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Trust me. You're going to get a lot of free pub from me. I'm going to make you like 60 bucks because like five people are going to buy your album because of me. So, but, so is know. there a single from this? Uh, Holy Grail is supposed. It was supposed to drop two days ago. Apparently, it's supposed to drop tomorrow now or today. But that's a bonus track. <laughs> so is Open Letter. Yeah, I'm saying like I, they might leak it out. I'm saying like, is there something they're going to push the radio off this, or we don't know? I have no idea. Yeah, interesting rollout. You know, we've seen we've seen and we talked about this a little bit before, but we've seen a a number of high profile releases from veteran artists go through. All these vastly different rollouts. Maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to because he's already platinum. Except he's not. Except Except he's not. Um, And he shouldn't be platinum. No, it's it's a little cheap. Well, they've already changed what what it takes to get a single track on Billboard, right? It's now a combination of sales and streams and YouTube and all that. Like it, that has already changed, but the certification represents like this many people paid something for your app i mean for your album right um it, it would be more interesting to me if he offered it as an app like you buy the app At, and like have to circumvent the entire like you know google up music store and itunes and all that to control the entire experience from the app like that would actually be more interesting and then seeing what sound what SoundScan has to come up with what do you certify an app you know what i mean like yeah. that would be more interesting but you know if they allowed this to be it then what would stop you know Ciroc from buying a million of cassie's album and cassie gets to be platinum right i mean i'm serious though right Especially since it's it's there's no standard amount. Like it it was it was like <laughs> still laughing at Cassie. <laughs> I'm just I'm laughing more so not because it's Cassie, but because that sounds like something Puff would do. Are you kidding me? If they would allow that, Puff would immediately be on the phone making things happen. Yeah. Uh, what was the white guy's name from Day Twenty Six? The one who didn't make it. Was name like Donnie or something like that? First of all, you think I remember Day Twenty Six? Secondly, yeah. you think I know the names of people in Day Twenty Six? I remember Day 26. Oh, that first God. album was dope. Here we go. Got some joints. Um, That's making the band season behind D-A-B-A-N-D. Shout out to Fred. Babs. Babs. I feel, like, I feel like making the band would be a much bigger deal now. They probably should bring that back. That concept could work now. Because mm-hmm. people still love singing competition shows, obviously. The voice and... 
sure. you know, all that stuff. So there's still a market there. It's just, you know, just but, add some, some, uh, some ratchetness to it. But, well, I, I feel like, uh, they should some, bring back, a, they should do a hip hop one this time. Some aspirational ratchetness. I feel yes. like, um, I think that's catching on. I think it is. I feel like sure. social media and it, social media is a much like, is a, is a huge amplifier of what people watch on TV. And I think that reality shows are much more popular than they were than when the band was out. Absolutely. They're on a whole other level. So somebody could do something there. I agree. Excuse me. And you know, Puff, Puff had the perfect role there, right? He's the big name, but he's the ridiculous perfectionist and he's going to make him do ridiculous things. Like there's built in like reality (laughs) show tension there. You know, (laughs) it, they, they, I don't know if Puff is still in that position where he could command that. Um, and do it on a big level, but I think somebody could reinvent that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ironically, if Kanye weren't, you know, weren't so anti everything right now, he has that kind of personality where that would totally work. Mm. <laughs> right. I'll, he probably should have did that before he signed Travis Scott, right? <laughs> Make him go through the Kanye gauntlet or something like, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, search, search, search people's tweets and. All that good stuff. You heard about all that? I did. So uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, somebody went back and found all these old tweets the rappers were doing in 09, 010. Jeez. And, you know, a lot of them are contradictory to their either current working relationships or in some cases current label situations. The one thing that hasn't changed is everybody's still taking shots at Wale. Yeah. (laughs) You know, nothing has changed there. Um, That's crazy. uh, But – you know, it was interesting to see. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. What was the one? Oh, uh, French Montana. Everybody, everybody used to love Fifty. French yeah. Meek. Meek. Yeah, while that was they, funny. While they was hyping up Fifty. Yeah, they all wanted to get signed. <laughs> yeah, they all wanted to be on G Unit in 2009, 2010. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's really toward that. That's at the end of that run too. Like oh, that. Yeah, that's the, exactly that's the end of the run. Is two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like that's the co- that's the coffin. You know, shows you what loyalty is, right? I mean, but um, Yayo Yayo just put out a record the other day. You saw that? It's called Lean and Molly. <sighs> don't even try to don't even try to hide the filth, eh, Tony? Antonio, like you could at least called it something else to try and hide, you know. What if he just went like extra filthy and just got a bunch of scumbag rappers on it? <laughs> like who made it? Never mind. Let me just- <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to chill too. I'm going to chill. <laughs> yeah. Because now I'm like, I- I'm not going to front. I was like, dang. If, if, if Kairos really blows up, they're going to go back. And oh, gonna- listen. This, this entire 100 plus episode on a clock rated speakers, it's... I'm not gonna have any friends except Drake. It's <laughs> Drake's gonna be the only guy to be like, all right, I mess with Armand. Everybody else is gonna be like, nope. <laughs> In the dream. You know what? We kept it honest. Yeah, yeah, because I mean well, I, I think I, I, I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. The more I thought about it, the more I realized, like, look, we have you and I have flip-flopped on opinions in weeks. Sure. So I mean, God forbid, you know. Two, what, what we thought three years ago, four years ago, some of those things aren't the same today. Well, what I thought was interesting, what people said, but their reactions to it. I thought Action Bronson handled it really well, which was to he say, did. I said it. It was like two or three years ago. Like, I was probably mad at him for making a bad album or something. Who cares? Right. You know, like, I'm right. paraphrasing, right. but he had a great attitude to it. I mean, let me put it this way. It, 
considering that you can screenshot tweets, but then embed tweets. So when you embed the tweet and someone goes and delete it, it like shows up as blank. That's pretty obvious. Like you can't ju- like people who are deleting tweets. You're just making you're making it look like you still believe that. Did you see what Rocky Fresh did today? What did he do? <laughs> he went back and he did his own research on his own timeline. And he began to screenshot collections of tweets where he gave props to Wale, Meek, and Ross. Oh, that's even worse. That's, that's like a, that's like when you get called down to the principal's office and you got to like – or if you get put in detention and you got to write that – like a report on something that they like make up out of thin air, like trying to yeah. punish you. Yeah. That's what that feels like. Like he's, he's Bart at the chalkboard writing over and over he and is. over again. He's like, I will – I said good things. I promise. Like – yeah. Um. Ah. You know. Just say. I mean. In some of these cases, some of these guys were. You know. If they're if they're young now, they were even younger and even stupider then. So somebody made a good point. I mean, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Rick Ross was a walking punchline. Because was it was oh nine oh nine was deeper than like deeper than rap. Um. That was like the end of the fifty beef. Yeah. Like Ross was still he was still catching a lot of jokes. So. I mean, everybody's making fun of them. Honestly, though, I mean, what does it say? Like, if you're supposedly a crew and you can't, you can't have that, you can't have a conversation where you say, "I said some stupid stuff." Like, what do you want to do about it? Nothing. I mean, like, you know, it's like, if 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 you really, so it, it, what it shows me is, I mean, this should be obvious to most people, but what I think what it really lays home is who, you know, who actually has relationships, and and in what cases are they simply business relationships? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Just don't go deleting tweets like that. Stupid. I bet you a lot of people go in the clean up the timelines now, though. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. There's a whole lot of, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of, you know, I mean, Wiz was, <laughs> yeah, Wiz was kind of crazy too, but, you know, yeah, people aren't going to say things now. I think artists on the come up now aren't going to say things in, in light that they blow up in three years from now and in 2015, they're, you know, going well, they back. Will. They, will. they will. They will. Because they will. They will, but what what you might see, you know, uh, if they don't already do it. I mean, we talked about this on the great episode we did with Wendy Day. Um, if they don't already do this, then they probably will start very soon. Sort of not just media training, but social media training. And part of that yes. might be like you get if you get signed to certain labels. Step one might be all right. Now here's what you're gonna do. You're either gonna hand over your credentials and we're gonna have somebody do it for you, or you're gonna have somebody in your team go back and you're gonna get rid of like anything that might be, you know, that you, that you might regret having to explain. Yeah. Right. That might be that might, that might become standard operating procedure. Yeah. I think I think this will kick that off. Definitely. Well, we'll see Look if there's any we'll see if there's any if there's any more coming out of this or who knows, you know, things online. There's such a short shelf life. It might just be a it might be nothing in, in a I'll week or two. Next week, yeah. yeah. I know. But look at Wendy Day being a visionary on our show. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. Amazing, amazing episode. So what else, what else are we talking? What's up? We could talk about, uh, I mean, we talked a little, we talked a little bit about it, but uh, we didn't really get into it. So also on Saturday, we had all these Drake songs come out. Aubrey, Aubrey Graham season has returned. You know, I was hyped. Yeah. You know um, was- so actually before we talk about the four, I also realized this other song came out recently on my way. That is a, um, it's an old song. We did it with, uh, with your man Fauntleroy. Is Fauntleroy OVO now? Or is he just doing work with? I think he's just doing work. Okay. Um, this is old Drake. I forgot. Like, how old is this? Uh, on my way was Heartbreak Drake two. So that's uh, 
that might be thank me later. That might be the thank me later sessions. Yeah, it sounds a little um, so far gone-ish. Yeah. It's nice though. It's cool. It's, I like it. I like it. Um, it's cool. But that being it's said, let, let's get into these four songs. More, more work for uh, Nothing Was The Same 1.5. I'm looking forward to that, Doc. I'm just letting you know. Can I say, I actually, I was thinking, I was like, between these songs, you know, the other ones that have come out, um, frankly, like you could just go, it, it wouldn't be that hard to go and put together a a drake mix of stuff that he's guested on or whatever since uh think since uh take care that would actually um, be dope too. you know i could slice out so it's just his verses on the on the collaborations and stuff that would be um i was thinking about that if i have time that might be a project yeah that might be dope um maybe dope let's let's first before we talk about the four records yeah, he yeah, also yeah. announced the release date uh september Se- 17th perfect time. who else is coming out in september timberlake's uh, coming out uh, September 30th. Okay, it's two weeks after that. And we're going to talk Big Sean, but I think Big Sean drops late August, right? That's perfect timing for Big Sean. Although he's, that's, um, and uh, when's 2 Chains coming out? September? Around the same time, September 23rd, I think, September 24th. All of a sudden, that, that that's getting crowded too. Yep. Um, and that's interesting because, you know, between, the, like, Sean's got to be careful there. Sean has Sean has to have a monster record. We'll talk about his single that he leaked in a second. We will, but um, I think it's good if if there's a if there's a group of people like that coming out. He needs to be first in the queue. I agree with that because yeah. then he'll have it. Because two chains, two chains can survive the uh, the Drake Timberlake storm. Yeah, um, but but uh, Big, Big Sean, Sean ha- Big Sean needs some distance between him and Drake. Yep. Um, yep. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, which of these four tracks do you want to start first? Let's start with uh, Jodeci freestyle. Let's just go into the. Let's just hit him. Hit him where it hurts. Woo! This record is stupid. This song is incredible. This song is stupid. So this is Bink on the beat. I knew it was Bink. Well, it sounds like the ruler's back. It does. Those drums. Yep. Same um, drum pattern and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what Jodeci record is this? I don't think it's a Jodeci record. I think it is. I mean, I thought that I thought that initially what I was gonna say what I was gonna say earlier. I forget if we talked about this before the show, or whatever. But I wanted this to be a Jodeci symbol, but I don't know if it is. That would make sense, obviously. I'm, I'm looking it up right all now. All right, all right. That might be one of those uh, Doc, you're stupid. Of course, it's a Jodeci sample. Um, why are you looking that up? Um, so let's get this out of the way. Drake completely washes J Cole on this. Absolutely does. Somebody said that J. Cole's verse was so boring the beat gave up on him halfway into his verse. <laughs> Look, Cole's not bad on this. No. But so I use the when I talked about Yeezus, when I talked about Born Center, I used this phrase compelling. This is more compelling and listenable than anything on J. Cole's album. Mm. And this mm. is a, a throwaway. I wouldn't call it a throwaway. You don't think it's a throwaway? Let's call it a leak. All right. Um, this song is great. This song is dope. Um, Drake's Drake sending shots. Who's he sending shots at? Um, it's a lot of there's a lot of Kanye shots on some of these records, not just Jodeci freestyle. Uh, a few Kanye shots and a few I've heard weekend shots, but you know. Weekend was obviously, you know, Weekend is, uh, you saw those pictures of him, they're together. They were at some club together. I need the Weekend back with Drake. 
He, he desperately needs to get back with Drake. I think Drake might need him a little bit too. Mm. We'll talk about that in a little we'll bit. We'll talk because we'll talk about Party Next Door. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Josie Freestyle's retarded. Um, we'll one thing that, what I was going to say is, one thing right. that really stuck out with these songs, what I realized is, I'm trying to think of an example of another artist who, especially in this modern era where people release albums almost every year, another artist who, strictly off of leaks and guest appearances is still like a legit candidate for the person who's quote unquote on top. I'm trying to think of the last time that happened. What do you mean? So like 2012 Drake was everywhere without releasing a single song of his own. He is still like, when you think about like who is sort of, dominating the online conversation or who is sort of preeminent like if you had to you know we always say this like put up your like your mount rushmore right now yeah like drake's on it um and i'm trying to think of another artist who has managed to stay right up in the top of conversation consistently with almost a two-year gap in between albums recently Mm. right like who i'm it you know what it kind of feels like? And people are going to say this is blasphemous and I don't mean to compare them. Where Drake's at right now feels very 1996 Biggie to me. Let me say what I mean by that. Yes, 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 yes. I know where you're going. Go ahead. So, you know, Big puts out Ready to Die. Then he takes a, you know, takes a little break and he puts out Junior Mafia, but he's killing these guest appearances. Yep. He's on, you know, he's he, he writes Kim's album, most of it anyway. Right, he gets Kim out there. He's got these little he, – he was still like the king in New York in 96 without dropping an album. Yep. And then when he finally does drop – I mean that's a whole other situation. But I, I'm trying to think of another situation where despite all these really big name artists dropping albums left and right this year. Yeah. He's still right at the top of that conversation without having – like who knows what, what songs – like this is what's crazy is Drake is a history, especially last time with Take Care. He'll have a ton of songs leak out. And then you don't even know it's going to make the final. Yeah. Like there's a, so we've had the, so we got the, well, out of these records, like two what, of them, two of them might be considered. And, you know, you combine that with, you know, 5am in Toronto at this point, started from the bottom is big enough. That's going to have to be on the album, I think. Yeah. But out of those records, I mean, a handful of them, it, I mean, again, it's great fodder for the 1.5, but like, um, we really don't know what the album's going to sound like yet. I have an idea. Okay. One of the records kind of gives me a notion of what the album might sound like. Okay. I think I know which one you're talking about. And that, well, we might as well talk about it now. You're talking uh, about the motion. The motion, yeah. This feels Mo- very Take Care 2.0. It, it reminds me, the sounds remind me very much of mid-90s Suave House rap a lot. Mm, mixed in with some Take Care. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went that direction for their sound where they began. I mean, Joe to see like they're really listening to mid nineties R&B. Yeah. They're in that mid nineties. Um, and I think that's even true. Even on the harder records that he's done, like that piano from started from the bottom, that is straight QB 96. Yep. That's, that's all havoc tragedy. Gaddafi. They're straight up. Yep. So yeah, I, I think mid nineties, but, but sort of, you know, brought up to 2013. I think that's the sound they're going to be going for. 
sprinkle with a little tenderness. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> How do you feel about the motion? I like it. I like it a lot. It sounds like great it. in the car. It does. That bass. But it's, it's not one of the funny part is, is out of the four, it's not one of the records that I play the most. But then when I let it ride, I'm like, yeah, this is dope. It's the second best record. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my second favorite record is, son. You know. Versace, 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 Versace. Yes. <laughs> um, Drake's flow on Versace is nice. He, he kills that. But that beat and song, just in general. Oh, it's it's so ignorant. I'm it's too sober. So- I'm too sober for this record. Yo, like, I'm always too sober enough to hear that record. You you got to listen to some Migos records, man. They are hilarious. They're like OJ the Juice Man hilarious. Listen, like, they're I, I, I only so have, ignorant. I only have so much tolerance. I can I have like a, a quota of of ignorant rap that I can handle. So maybe <laughs> they, I should. They will fill your quota, dog. And you know, and I just listened to that new Future record today. Oh my god, that is gonna ring off so tough. It's, it's not even so that ignorant. good. It's like the first time I heard it, I was like, "This is horrible." It, but then when I stopped. I had it stuck in my head and I was like, I got to hear this again. I played it again. I was like, yeah, this is going to ring off. It's going to get some people beat up. <laughs> it's going to get some people beat up. You know, between that, like between, you know, Keith mumbling on Can't Hold My Liquor, Kanye on I'm, on I'm In It. I got enough ignorance in my life right now. But um, the, it's Versace is just a funny song. Like that beat, I can't tell if it's, I don't know. It sounds, it's, <laughs> it's goofy. It sounds like a comedy skit. It's just and the, ad, the ad-libs are, are amazing. <laughs> I know Those how you feel about ad-libs. You know I'm, you know I'm the ad-lib king. Ad-libs, like, game spitters. Yep. Those ad-libs were perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect touch. Drake kills that. Um, I don't think anybody listens to it after. It no. goes from Versace to Fusachi. Versace, Versace, Versace. F-O-Sachi. You see Kirk O'Banks just put out a song, something Versace? Who? Your man. <laughs> Who's that? Your, fa- your, your favorite uh, rapper's favorite, I don't even know what you call him. Hook guy. Hook guy. Hey, where's Roscoe Dash? Who? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're, looks like Roscoe Dash won't be on Cairo's tour. <laughs> Go ahead and add him to the list of people. At this point, the only person who will do Cairo's tour at this point is probably going to just be Papoose. That'll be it. How is Papoose making it on Kairos 2? Because he's the only person who's going to appreciate the slander because he's going to look at it as free promotion. <laughs> and he's going to be like, all right, cool. So I'm going to have to do a record called King of New York, get Ron Browse on the hook. You're wearing, you're wearing the, the, the nine shirt on the cover, though. Of that's, course. That's the condition. <laughs> I will go on eBay and get me a Geno Green hoodie. They, they can't be no more than $15 online. But you're going to need the... I need oh, the what, Fubu. I need the Fubu no, no, no. jersey. What, what were the leather jerseys that Benzino used to pimp in the back of the source? The leather. Um. Oh, Antonio and Saldi. Oh <laughs> wow! Yes. Freaking! I listened to that. Um. Remember that Hoodfellas record that he had with the Heat Makers beat? No. Oh, that beat was stupid. Oh, speaking of the heat makers, we need to make a correction. The the possible production track listing that I, I thought was um I, that I thought was on uh, Yeezus was completely wrong. Okay, there was uh there was some interesting uh, additions here. Hold on, 
we are all over the place today. Um, give me a sec. It's all good. I, I, I believe our fans are used to this by now. I know. Track listing. Okay. So. Oh, we got all these. Oh, see, I love Wikipedia. I need to go dig into some of these samples. Um, there's people everywhere, but um, Carlos Brody makes an appearance. Oh, wow. On uh, Blood in the Leaves. Okay. Um, I was right on some of them. Let's see. Bound 2, Kanye, Mike, uh, um, Noah Goldstein. I don't know who that is. There's a lot. No ID also on uh, Black Skinhead. Lupe gets a production credit on Black Skinhead. Okay. Um, along with Kanye and Daft Punk. and Some of these were kind of right. Some of them. Che Pope. Why does that name sound familiar? I have no idea. Um, Travis. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking. There's a lot. I mean, there's still a ton of names. They were off a little bit. But no heat makers is what I was getting at. Oh, Blood and Leaves also has 88 keys. Who did... <laughs> Blood and the Leaves See, is... that's c- one thing about Kanye, though. Kanye really goes back and really, like... You know, Romfest is eaten because he he's worked on pretty much all these Kanye albums. So the people he came up with, he still takes care of. Yeah. And not only takes care of them, he actually, like, gives them work. Mm. So, not mad at that. Um... All right, so what we, how did we even get in this? Oh, we didn't mean to... Oh, so we were talking about... Somehow we got from Versace to... Uh, Oh, because we we talking about heat makers, yeah. So there's no heat makers did not make it on uh, on Jesus. So uh, you, you think these uh, you think Migos, you think they're gonna blow up at all? Um, they could be the next ignorant. I mean that to me that that Atlanta trap lane is uh starting to open up because Future is getting he's getting a little too big for that. Yeah, he's getting a little too big for that. So they're, they're going to need some guys. It's supposed to be Young Scooter. Young Scooter went to jail. So they he kind of messed up that Columbia record. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if, if Migos were, were next. Much like with actually completing the cycle, much like how uh, how Drake did for Future on Tony Montana. Yeah, he sure did. Although that was a better song. Wow. You don't That's think so? That's crazy. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing at all. I liked Tony <laughs> Montana before that. I, I always thought that song was crazy. Um, but you know, for people to say Tony Montana was a better song because that song used to get destroyed. Like, well, this Versace record is. A, I mean, aside from Drake, is a joke. Versace, 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 Versace. Versace. See, you you can't help it. You can't help I, I, it. I can. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this party next door record. Yeah. Called over here, yep. For, are we supposed to type to like type this dude's name in all caps? Party next door is that like? I, I, uh, I, mean, I guess I don't, I don't know. How, how do you feel about this record? That's cool. Um, it's the worst out of the four, but the the other three are so dope. That's not really a diss. Um, it's a cool record. It's cool. Drake is the only reason to listen to this. Yeah, he is. You could you could just slice out party next door. And nobody's gonna care. Um, I think it's funny that if you notice, all four of these records hit different markets. Sure. Um, and that's 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 intentional, but that's intentional. Yeah, and I would. I, I wouldn't just. I wouldn't disagree with that. I would say. Um, so, party next door at his best is a, a poor man's weekend. Like I haven't heard anything from him that's making me go, that's making me forget about the weekend. At his best, mm. 
has so, he has he he has, has he had his best yet? Well, I don't know that, but I'm saying like out of what comes out July first, I believe. That's right. So I could be eating crow next week's episode. But what I'm saying is what I've heard so far. I'm not exactly going weekend who, like the weekend without his you know without the right production or without a focus is going to just keep making these weekend records. But if you're talking about like a like somebody who can fit into the vibe that forty. Fit, he fits really well. So, yes. So it would I, you know, it's way too early, but I hope that when we in two months, three months, when we do our review of of the Drake album, I hope I'm not saying things like, I mean, these party next door hooks. Eh, you know what I mean? I hope that's not what I'm saying. But who knows? I mean, if this mixtape comes out and we're just like, oh, you know, right. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I, you know, we know what the weekend's vibe is, right? It was always sort of Drakeish, but much more drugged out and much more, you know, you don't even know, like that, <laughs> much more that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know who Party Next Door is yet, so we'll see with the mixtape. Yeah, and I'm hope I'm hoping that identifies him between that and I'm sure he's got work on Drake's album. Um, I think we'll have a we'll hopefully have a pretty good idea of of who he is and what he's capable of. So we'll see. But what? But you know, as I said earlier, I'll ask two questions. My first question right. is, if you know, there's pictures of Drake and The Weeknd out at a club or whatever. They're supposed to be reunited over Yo Fest. What does that do for Party Next Door if Weeknd's back? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm trying to think of. of any, I'm sure there've been examples. I guess this would be sort of like so. If it's 1996 and all of a sudden Puff and Mary J are friends again, what does that do for Faith? Mm, Is it, right? right. I mean, you don't see this too, too often, but it has happened where like someone who's in the crew, whatever, leaves or isn't there and they just get replaced with a, maybe not an imitation, but a sound alike. Right? Somebody who fit, like they had a certain like, I need somebody to sing these kind of hooks or yeah. to, to bring this kind of vibe. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see if they can, if if they're, you know, maybe it's just a, you know, maybe we're not working together, but you know, it's all cool. Like you do your own thing. Like who knows what this actually means, right? People get all excited over pictures online. They don't mean anything. True. Um, my second question is because Drake was able to do the four different records and it not be overkill. Do you expect more artists to kind of follow this trend of, you know, instead of releasing one record a week or, you know, People just put out all their leaked records all at once. Um, you got to be a certain kind of artist. Yeah. You got to be willing. Like, Drake, you know, he can make the sort of take care-ish records. Yeah. Right? He can spit. Right? But then he also sort of stretches and on occasion he'll jump on these records, like where he jumps on the Migos record. So, like, you got to be an artist who can play in multiple lanes to be able to pull that off. Like, if you put off if you put out three or four records and two of them or three or even all of them sound identical or within the same lane, well, what are you doing? Right. But like you said before, where he's hitting all these different demographics, like I think that's, that works. True. Okay. Exact answer I was looking for. Right. Uh, are we done with Drake? I think so. Um, we nice. got a, uh, we got a bunch of, uh, we got not a bunch. We got a couple of the random songs to talk about. Okay. You want to talk this big Sean record? Let's talk about this big Sean record. Okay. So it's called Beware. It's featuring yep. uh, Lil Wayne and uh, what's her name from? Janae Akio. Janae Akio. From, uh, is she officially TDE or just affiliated? Or She's just affiliated. She signed a Def Jam. Okay. Um, produced by Key Wayne. Yep. There you go. You called it. 
how do you feel about this record? Uh, it's all right. I like this song, um, but I like I liked I even liked the the, the song with Common. Um, uh, this is an unusual choice. For, I, I, my first thought was this is an unusual choice for a single. Yeah, but let me say a couple things. I think uh, Janae and uh, Sean on the hook. I think that works. It does. Um, and this isn't like I sort of expected a a showy single from from Big Sean, sort of like what I thought like Click could have been for him in a way, mm-hmm. like a big record like that. Yeah, but. Sean does have multiple audiences. Specifically, he certainly has a female audience. Yes. This might work for his female audience. Okay. Um, the response I've seen online is is so far, they, they seem to like this song. Okay. So this is not going to be, like, he'll have other records, but this is a, um, he's sort of starting, like, uh, to me, this is his first, like, this is, he'll have another, like, single to go along with this in a, in a little while. That will probably be a like, oh, you know, I got Hip Boy on the beat and maybe Kanye yes. on the like. He'll have one of those to pair along with this. Yes, I agree. I mean, if you if you remember, finally famous. I mean, my last was the first single, and that was that did well. It was alright, you know. I mean, it did well on radio. It was cool, sure, sure, sure. but it did well on radio. But what really blew him up was his second and third single. Yeah, which was Dance and uh, Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay. So I'm I'm positive he has joints in the stash. And I think that's kind of his 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 deal, not you know fire off his, his use his best gun at one or at, at, in the beginning. Mm. So I think he's alright. I mean the record is cool, but it doesn't. This doesn't make me worried about the album. No, I'm no. I I mean like I said, I, I like. I think I think this is a good. I think this is good for. Him. Yeah. Um, al- album drops August twenty seventh. That's the official release date. It's gonna be a hot summer. Yeah. Get us pulling the back. Let's talk about your man, Big Crit. Okay. Let's talk about this King Part 3 record. Yep. Um, so this is him uh, rhyming over uh, Stay from Nas. Yep. Yep. How do you feel about this? I like it when I like it when Crit, Crit gets emo. Um, mm. Crit is obviously... I, I don't want to say... I don't want to speak for him, but he's definitely thinking about that this Def Jam signing and if that was the best move for him. Oh, he's struggling. Yeah. With fan reaction. Yeah. What's interesting is how much he continues to defend that album. <laughs> like over and over again. I mean, but that's 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 your new that's your new artist. This is your first album. This is your baby. This is what you worked hard on. And then for people to say, uh, because he said it, you know, constantly chasing crit was here. Which is weird because, you know, to me, that's his first album. Sure, it is his first album, and I mean we talked. We we've talked extensively about Big Crit in the past. If you haven't heard us, if you're a, a recent uh, convert to Clock Radio Speakers, please go on, you know, and check out our, our retros and our past episodes on Big Crit. We've talked about this at length, but like we talk a lot about lessons learned. Like, what do artists take away from their albums when they look back on them? Mm-hmm. If you just look at his sound, what he clearly didn't take away from that first mixtape was records like Children of the World. Yeah, where. He did more than just what we now regard as a stereotypical crit sound, right? Yeah. He was either sampling different things. The record felt differently. Yeah. He doesn't do records like that anymore. Nope. Um, I think I don't think I don't think the answer is to do a record where you do fourteen songs and you're trying to chase Children of the World. But clearly, like what a, 
what always worked for me for him was that mix of stuff, right? Yeah. Where he's gonna have like this sort yes. of southern banger, and then he's gonna have this yes. sort of slow roller that you like turn the bass up in the car, and then he's got this other one over here, and then he did it like it was a well-rounded sort of thing. And I feel like yes. he's gone away from that. I agree, but I don't know if he knows that. Mm. Um, but you're but you're right. He um he's feeling the pressure. Yeah. No release date. He's putting out a lot of singles. He actually just put out a single right before we recorded this episode. Look, did you look at the cover art for that? Uh, I glanced. I don't think that's a. That's not him. I think that's this other guy on it who put it out. But why? But it said okay. Well, that just may be the blogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that cover. If that cover is official, that you. Nah. Anytime you see an established artist and the quality of the cover art starts to take a drop down, <laughs> you, you immediately start worrying. Right. It means they don't have the resources anymore. Like no one's paying attention uh, to them at their late, okay. and, and they're and they're just okay. getting their, getting their boy or, or doing it themselves and like paint. Like they're, you know, they're trying to hook it up. Like this happens sometimes with artists. Like you'll see this, like, I don't, it creates nowhere near that point. Yeah. So I, I look at that cover and I'm either like, wow, somebody made a bad mistake or more likely this Boston George guy, whoever that is. Um, this is his record or he had, it, you know, yo, you know what I mean? Yo, this cover screams. Uh, ad in the middle of the source in 1997. <laughs> There's, it's black and gray. The word faded is faded. Uh, Get it? Yeah, faded? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And there's random lightning bolts <laughs> behind the writing. <laughs> and of course, you cannot forget the parental advisory sticker. Because that's a must. Because you know this is going to be sold in a store? Yes. Not, not, not so much. Although I was... You know, I, I, I did appreciate how artists... Used to try to be creative with the parental advisory. Yeah, they would have like the different font or no, no. Would, they they use the logo in certain places to like do a certain effect. Like uh, uh, I'm, t- I'm, th- I'm thinking the cover of uh, Machiavelli. Right? Then they put it over the oh over the, yeah. Like I'm they, actually looking at parental advisory T-shirts. <laughs> I might need one. You mean the you mean the band the the group from Atlanta? <laughs> no, not PA. <laughs> By the way, that no, was a joke that possibly four people who listen to this. Yeah, guy. nobody got that joke. Woo! Nobody. Got I'm showing my age this week. PA. That was uh that was your man. Um, no, I'm I'm thinking of a uh, Jim Crow because I was saying I think I was thinking that was Polo. Was PA J- Jazzy Faye? No. Yes. <sighs> the random Jazzy Finzel Product Shizzle. Biggie duets. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forgive him for that. That was uh, no. We'll never forgive Puff for putting together that whole album minus two songs. Can we just reflect on this for a second? They actually put out a record called Biggie Duets. <laughs> Can, uh, <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody greenlit that. Somebody, somebody in an office somewhere was like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." And put a massive budget behind there because they got a lot, a lot of help on that album. They had the Biggie, Tupac, Mary J. Blige on a Just Blaze beat. Oh yeah, yeah. They had that Biggie and Jay Z joint over the. I believe that was Danger. Was that Danger Hands? Because um, so- remember, you you looped that for me. Sure, I I, I, I just remember that that Just Blaze beat. I I, I later did something great with that sample did you that's uh 
Lloyd Banks. Uh... Oh, that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that beat. My goodness. Yeah. That beat was That's dope. Old Doc. Um, yeah. And this is V5. Woof. Beat was hard. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about Crit? We <laughs> totally sidetracked. We are off off the rails. Um, it's horrible. Anything else? Nah, we're good. Um, so you, you see, you man, uh, Gangsta Gibbs has a mixtape. This is. I thought this was an album. I, well, what is an album? <laughs> it's kind of an album. It's an official mixtape, right? Is it? <laughs> nah, I think it's an album because it leaked. Because what happened was, was it? I think he put a stream out for it or something like that. He put a stream out. Of course, you know, they ripped the stream. Well, yeah. And then he immediately put it out on iTunes. Yeah. Um, I listened to it. Yeah, because that because Gibbs is your man. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I, might, I might have to uh, careen off the Gibbs bandwagon. Um, yeah. This sounds like the same song over and over wow and over um yeah he's very i don't know it feels a little in a rut like stuck in a rut to me um because gibbs is really talented um this the beats on this just don't really there are i like like to hear him with pharrell a little more with pharrell yeah what did he do with pharrell um god what was that record on the last joint you got me looking stuff. The up. diet. The diet. Yeah. What are you talking about? That record is dope. Go ahead, and listen to it right now. No, I'm not gonna listen to it. I'm, I'm after. You know, BFK is not bad. The intro's tough. There's some records on BFK. I like there that one some, a lot. There, yeah. There's there's a few records. It's, it's a little too long. If that would have been an EP, that I would that would have been very strong. Oh yeah, like. The record with even the record with Kirko Bangs isn't bad. <laughs> I don't even remember it. Who? Yeah. Um. Oh, mon- money, clothes, hose. Oh yeah, the diet. Yeah, that's not because uh, it's not Pharrell on the beat. That's why I, I'm not remembering it that way. Um, oh, he's just on the hook. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. Oh yeah, the the record with uh, Crazy Bone. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some records on here. There were some joints on there, but it was just like smothered in. Well, there's 18 tracks. Repetitious. And, and then two, hey, bro, two iTunes bonus tracks. tracks. What's wrong with 18 tracks, bro? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying. <sighs> Sorry. It's all right. Wow, so uh, you're right. So I think this so this, this, this album, e, ESGN, is technically... Is this technically his debut album? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I'm... To me, straight straight killer, no filler. That is, that's his apex right now to you. Um, that's got to be his. Well, there was straight killer, and then there was no filler, and then you could put them together. Um, Remember they had the whole like straight killer was the EP, because that's yeah, that was when he had that was when he was hooking up with like block beaters and burn one. Yeah, like, had a lot of joints with burn one. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, like national anthem, oil money. Like there were records on there. I got me all nostalgic. All right. Um, so, what else are we need to talk about? We, we got to talk about this Wale album. Um, and then I, we, I want to talk NBA, but let's save that for the very end. Let's okay. talk about Wale first. Let's talk about Whale. Your man. My man. Um, 
So looks like he's going to do pretty decent first week numbers. Oh, okay. They've got projections out already? Of course they got projections out. Jeez. Internet, man. What are you going to do? What, um, is, what are the projections? I believe it's like 170. No. Maybe 160 in that range. Uh, okay. Yeah, like one, 150, 160, I think, if I remember correctly. That's pretty That's pretty consistent with, with Wale. It is. Um, You know, some, some people noting, you know, I think people compare him and like J. Cole. They feel like those those artists are on similar levels. And they are. I don't know if they are. I think J. Cole's escaped that a little bit. I think, well, he's, a little, I think I, he's a little bigger now. I think Cole has done a, a great job with um, marketing to his fan base and making people who are not in his fan base feel like they're missing out by not being in his fan base. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Wale has a really good grip on what what he what kind of records he needs to put out to get play on, say like 106 and Park and, and really like hold down urban radio. Like yeah. he, he, he knows his fan base there. Yeah. I feel like Cole is branching out though. Yeah, I like think he, Cole, he's getting a little bit of a bigger audience now. Clearly, yeah. I mean look at the first week numbers. Yeah. And you know, I think Cole has a better has a more personable personality. Which feeds into that. It does. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an old man now, so I don't really care about how people are on Twitter and stuff like that. But that does matter now. Yeah, it matters. Um, but still, you know, out of all the people from from MMG, he probably aside from you know, aside from uh, Ross, he he certainly sells the most consistently. Yes, he's done the best with what he's being given by by Warner at MMG. Absolutely. So we had so the first single for, was the first single bad. Yep. Even though that was on the mixtape for Lauren. I think that was why they put out Bad because the album wasn't... I think that's why they put out for Lauren was because the album wasn't done and they wanted that single to go out immediately. So they're like, hey, let's just put together a mixtape so that people have something to listen to hmm. to go along with uh, the single. Because, you know, that's what we talk about all the time. Like, you put out a single, then you wait too long to release a whole project. Yeah. And I think for Lauren held people held people over long enough to where... You know, it was a good enough stretch. I think that was what six months. I haven't six listened to it a while, but it was pretty good actually. Yeah, it had some joints. Definitely had some joints. Um, and then uh, he's got love hate thing. Yep. And he's uh, you know, I think they're pushing a little bit the uh, the remix of Bad with Rihanna. Yeah. And it looks like Cl- Clappers is gonna. It's he's the gonna obvious next single. Obvious next single specifically. I think Bad can still in. Lo- I think love hate thing is a very different song than Clappers. Obviously. Yeah. So you know he can he can have both those out. Clappers, that's going to be for the clubs. Love hate things for the radio. You know, I think love hate thing is going to do well on satellite radio. Hmm. I think you know when they have hip hop, they have like five or six different hip hop stations. Okay. And there's more of a mature hip hop R and B station. Okay. Mature. <laughs> Yeah, for the older more, audience. Yeah, it's a little older, you know. It's um, you know, they'll play a little, you know, Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. You know, <laughs> followed by a little uh Keith they'll Sweat. They'll play like the J. Cole GLC, TLC record, followed sure. by, you know, Keith Sweat or something like that, you know. I mean, as long as they're playing Twisted. <laughs> it's the best Keith Sweat record ever. Um You're serious when you said that. It's either that or uh, the two singles off that album are, the, are, the, are my favorite Key Sweat records. What was the other single on that? Nobody. Oh, I hate that. Oh, one. come on. Nobody is great. Eh, no, my. No, no. <laughs> I, but see, I, I'm an old head, so I like old Key Sweat better. I like, you know, I want to and make it last forever. I like that Key Sweat. 
But you know, twisted is that's that's classic middle school dance. Yeah, I mean, and that's I classic. mean, I bet you you know every word of that cut close verse too, right? Oh, come on, come on, shout <laughs> the cut close. <laughs> they had two that one K's record. in the name. Two oh. K's. They had that. Yo, I like is I like is tough. You might need to do something with that. I like. You might for real. We I mean, to, apparently. We need to get a hold of this mid-90s wave while, while uh, it's Apparently, out Queen Pen was too busy, so he had to go with Cut Close. <laughs> Somebody just asked me. My homegirl just asked me where Queen Pen was. Like, it was so random. Like, she's like, are you busy right now? She sent me a text. She's like, are you busy right now? I was like, nah, what's up? She's like, where's Queen Pen? <laughs> like, are you serious? You wanted to interrupt my day to ask me about where Queen Pen was? Looks like Queen Pen will not be on Kairos too. <laughs> I'm I'm totally serious about that. Do you remember the Queen Pen single, "Party in a Party"? Oh my goodness! Yeah, that that uh that came on the radio a few months ago. Oh, Teddy Riley, man, he never met he never met a sample he didn't like at that time period. <laughs> that was uh say Mr. Cheeks didn't never knew an R and B record he couldn't rap to. <laughs> he remember Mr. Cheeks was doing a lot of R and B remixes in the mid nineties. Mr. Like, Cheeks shouldn't Wale be doing more R and B? Yes, he should. He's trying to bring it full circle here. Um, let's talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, good, good job, Rusty. Um, Get back. Track one is the Curse and the of the Gifted. Curse yep. of the Gifted, produced by Sean C and LV. Yep. It's an intro, very intro ish. Very intro ish. It goes about sixty to ninety seconds too long, but it's it, cool. It's cool. Wale loves to talk. And you'll get this reoccurring theme on. There's just some songs where he just won't shut up. He he keeps the hook. The hook is going on. He's talking over the hook. He's trying. I can't to, sing along to it. He's trying to spit game. He, no, it's just like rapper ad libs. Like he starts rapping his second verse during his hook, or he'll like bring back a random bar from the first verse, like the seventh or eighth bar, and he'll just repeat that over and over over the hook. Like, duh, let it breathe. Take a couple bars off. Let just live. But um, with all that being said, I do like this this intro. Intro is cool. And then we get love hate thing. Yep. Produced by Tone P, Sam okay. Dew, who's all, who's who's singing on this, and and your man Stokely Williams. Oh wow! Stokely Williams assists on like four records on this. Really? Yeah, of Mint Condition. Really? For those who are you know a little man, Mint Condition was here in Columbus. Duh. Guess how much tickets were? Fifteen dollars. <laughs> okay, you about to lose your mind. A hundred dollars. I was way off. A hundred dollars. Though it was like some banquet did, or gala. Did, or something I was gonna like say, that. did they give? Did they like give them like the Kairos Illuminati package? Where it's like right. we're giving you everything. <laughs> we're gonna give you like all of our albums. We're gonna give you the shirts off our backs. A hundred dollars. Yeah, it was like a gate. That was general admission. <laughs> VIP was two hundred. Tell me they sold out. I don't even know. I, I was so disgusted when I went to go buy tickets. C- congrats to them, but I paid fifty for general admission for D'Angelo. Exactly. I always use I always use glow in the dark as my my litmus. I got really good seats for sixty bucks for Kanye, Rihanna, Lupe, and Nerd. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for mint condition. The well concert tickets right now are a whole separate problem. Once an artist gets to a certain like, basically, like Kanye is going to go on. Suppose so, Mike Dean. Did a, uh, and ask me anything on Reddit. People ask them a bunch of questions about the the making of Jesus. So they're going to tour, yeah. which would okay, be obviously because yeah. um, he's like Mike Dean is in like the band, like when they tour or whatever. 
Um, so I, I was thinking, I was like, how expensive? Oh, is that, that tour is going to be retarded. Now, the only thing I can say is, I mean, when you know, if if it's him and somebody else, it's really expensive. Like you know, we when they did all the Watch the Throne, but that's him and Jay. Like I'm holding right. out hope that maybe how, it'll be like glow in the dark levels. How much? How much were um? How much were glow in the dark tickets? I can't even remember. That was a while. That was five years ago, man. Glow, not glow in the dark. I'm sorry. Watch the Throne. I'm sorry. They were outrageous. How much were? How much were Jay Z Justin Timberlake tickets? The same price, just out of control. Like you're paying, like a hundred dollars to be like way back. Like it's it's just not no hundred dollar nosebleeds. I'm good. Like I think I think yeah. So because they're, they're uh, Justin and Jay are coming to Boston. They're playing Fenway Park. Boston. Yep. Shout out to Boston, man. Tough Praying week. For for, tough week for Boston. You guys had a really tough week. Tough week for Boston. Aaron Hernandez. Man. Man. He's from crazy. Connecticut. Oh. His brother played for UConn. Um, oh. he, he grew up in Bristol where ESPN is. Wow. Um, he uh, charged with murder. Like, not even, like, conspiracy, but, like, yeah, just murder. that's crazy. Well, you saw that they had the video. They got video now? Yeah, I guess they have video. I, I'm, this is just a tweet, so I, I don't know if this is official, but they said they have video of him walking with a gun, and then, like, he goes, like, into, like, the basement or that, something well, that, like that. Mm, yeah, it's over for him. Um, and then, of course, TMZ has a picture of him taking a selfie with his gun. I mean, apparently, like, he left shell casings in the rental car when he returned it. What? Yeah. I mean, this is all stories, but let's just say, I mean, you heard the story, though. I mean, someone else is, like, suing him in civil court right now because they, like, because he shot him in the face. Like, what? a couple months ago, this, like, came out. He, he's he got some issues, apparently. Yeah, I haven't really been paying attention much it's crazy. to it, honestly. It's crazy. Honestly, but wow. That's crazy. Patriots dropped him within seconds. Oh, that was crazy. What are they supposed to do? You know how Goodell is. Well, I I mean, you know, I to me it said to me, and, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're a Patriots Patriots fan and I'm not at all. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> now does that kind of imply that they know something that the general public does not? No, um, that's the, just how. The, well, looks. I say the kicker here is timing. Um, training camp's about to start soon. Yeah. So. It would be such a circus. Belichick doesn't want those distractions. I think the league doesn't want those distractions. I think the team doesn't want those distractions. Not even just Belichick, right? People made the comparison to when um, Ed Reed was uh, arrested for murder 13 years ago. Are you talking about Ray Lewis? I'm sorry. You're right. Not Ed Reed. Ray Lewis um, was arrested uh, 13 years ago. Ray Lewis preached himself out of that out of that sentence. What? I cannot stand Ray Lewis. Anyways. (laughs) um, Oh, my God. (laughs) What a phony. Oh my god! What a phony! <laughs> oh, I man, give that how long? How long before he becomes one of these? Before he is like trying to take people's money in a tri- like as a televangelist selling uh, purple prayer cloths. Oh my god! Anyway, um, that w- that was a different situation because number one, the media is so much more intense now. Number two, the timing it happened during the Super Bowl. The Ravens had a long time. Like, there was nothing going to be going on with the NFL, no team stuff. Like, they could sort of wait it out. And what happened, remember, the murder charge got dropped, and it just became obstruction of justice, and they can deal with that. It was yeah. still a little bit of a circus, but they can deal with that. But yeah, this is just bad timing. I mean, from a football perspective, the Patriots are in trouble, right? Gronk. So their, their offense is built around the fact that they have Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Gronk is, 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 a, walking, he is a walking ICU unit. 
he he's had so many surgeries over the past 18 months and when he gets surgeries they get infected like he's just he's he might never I mean nobody has any idea what they're going to get out of him and they don't have Hernandez they go from having two of probably the five or seven best tight ends in the entire league to potentially having none um you put Tebow a tight end yo if they do then I need the sports movie I need I, I need a sports movie come out like instantly that would be amazing it's what you guys get for that last drive against the Rams. I just want to say that this, this is what I've been waiting for for ten years. They, we, they, they've dropped the last two Super Bowls. They haven't won a Super Bowl in a decade. I don't like, care. You guys got there. That's all that matters. <laughs> Meanwhile, my team is one in fifteen. We get well, excited when we break five hundred. I mean, you know, y'all y'all decided. Uh, your boy was a quarterback of the future and passed on RG three. So he is. Know. I'm not. I'm still not mad at. I'm not mad at that because he doesn't have anybody to throw to. So your quarterback isn't. You, well, if uh, Tom Brady, if they give, if you have Tom Brady and then you surround him with the freaking, the the <laughs> the episode of The Simpsons when he bought him the Denver Broncos, like, yeah. That, but we'll be all right this year. We'll be okay. Yeah, actually, speaking of, I mean, don't forget the Patriots lost Welker too. So they. Oh, right. He is in Denver. Ooh. Here's the deal. If they didn't have Brady, they would start over. They would say Brady Brady took a pay cut, right? He did. If they didn't have if they didn't have Brady, they would probably just start over. So who got the money that Brady gave back? Tebow? No, Tebow got almost nothing. That's what the Patriots are good at. They'll pick up people when they're worth nothing and take a chance on them. Yep. Um, It's going to be I think it's going to be tough year for, uh, for the Patriots. Hey, so Wale, Wale, uh, love hate thing we talked about. Oh, one went from so, mint condition <laughs> to Tebow, to the New England Patriots. Um, so on love hate thing, yes, the sample super obvious, but I think the song works. It's not incredible, but it works. It's all right, it's okay. It's Am I the only one who picks up that during the verses, the melody sounds very similar to, of all things, Mystical's "Danger"? Oh, it does. Danger. <laughs> Get on the flow. He was just here this weekend, too. Um, it was it was a like every year Columbus has a classic hip hop show. Yo, um, they're bringing mystical for classic hip hop shows. Wait, 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 wait. This was a special Southern edition. So this is mystical, juvenile, oh. the ghetto boys, and eight ball and MJG. You, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that either. But I believe tickets were sixty bucks. Woo. You know Willie D and Bushwick, they 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 commandeer a lot of a lot of paper. That <laughs> I always wonder. So, I always wonder what the tour writer looks like at one of those. Let's get a bunch of old hip hop guys together. So my so my my homegirl that I follow on Instagram just you know I got to see the show in fifteen second increments. So yeah. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> l- l- let's talk about track three in this Wale. We are everywhere. We we're we're doing everything but talking about Wale. It's all um, good. Sunshine produced yeah. by Tone P and Stokely Williams. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's. I'll tell you the, the contradiction of listening to Jesus and then listening to a song like Sunshine. Yeah. It's like night. Like this is a little too. I don't know. I was almost like I felt weird listening to something this like happy and upbeat. I was say because it's happy, right? <laughs> I was like, what? What is this, man? I don't even know. It's optimism. <laughs> That's what it is. Always <laughs> being very optimistic. Optimistic on this album. Um, Heaven's Afternoon featuring your man Meek Millie. Yeah. McMillie. Produced by Lionel Gray, Stokely Williams, Sam Dew, and No Credit, who has a bunch of like pro uh, co production credits all over this. Um, okay. 
Uh, that's a great name for a producer. No, I'll say, is that really? I'll say, is that really a producer? It, or is it just? No, I actually looked it up. He exists. I thought that. I was like, okay. So a solo version that's appeared online just after Falaren. Um, oh, okay. So this is a dope sample. Yeah, I feel like this record would be better. Um, like I'd like it more, like in two thousand five. Yeah. I mean, I immediately went online to find the sample, obviously. Like, oh, speaking of samples, we didn't talk about the Fab record. Oh, you're right. You want to talk about that later or you want to talk about it right now? Since you just Let's just talk it. about it right now. We already all over the place. Let's just keep tradition going. Um, you're right. That Fab record. Mm. Um, so See, we called. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to take credit. For, I'd like to take credit for this. So Go ahead. So all you. in the middle of uh, On Site, the opening track from Yeezus, we get this uh Choir sample, I believe. No, nah, that's not a choir. I don't it's know. A what, children's what it's children's choir, I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe a children's choir. Yeah, sample that everyone was like, "Oh!" Like everyone was getting excited. He he loops it. He'll play it for like, like two or four bars. Four bars. Yeah, like, oh. and then just like cuts right back to that very aggressive yep. electronic yep. sound. <laughs> beep boop beep boop. Uh, <laughs> I need that as an ad lib, yo. Oh, that is incredible. Okay. (laughs) That was good. That was great. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, so, of course, in true fabulous fashion. So, actually, let me go back real quick. So, I I even predicted last week, I said, someone's going to make a beat with this. And I wondered wondered how long it was going to take for somebody to make a beat with this. I thought you said somebody should make a beat with no, this. No, I, I predicted. Actually, can I go back? I probably I got my Yeezus notes. Hold on. I probably said. Go ahead and pull up that I, good old Evernote. Unless you're old school and actually. I use plain text. Woo. Oh, man. I got. It's just a huge Dropbox folder. Um, But. um, Yeah. That's I pred- yeah. I predicted that. Um, I predicted that somebody would make a beat with this. And of course. Your man, fabulous. In true fabulous New fashion. York rapper fashion, this is such a fabulous move. If this was two thousand and four or five, and he had like stacked bundles in the A team on this, I would I would have lost my mind. What's weird? I, I think you're right. Like if this were to randomly pop up on a mixtape with yeah. with a bunch of like hungry guys spitting on it, you'd be like, oh, like it, it was almost too soon. Yeah, it was too soon. Um. Super thirsty. Beats like pretty kid. limited, but it's cool. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's just got the the, the, the thing. just blaze. I was gonna, I yeah, very just blazish. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just laughed so when I heard this, I just I literally just burst out laughing. Um, I didn't know he put out another record. Thought he was still trying to, you know. I guess he puts out records when he feels like it. No, uh, I mean the blogs are saying lo- what Los was way too. Are they? Yeah, that this is I- this is the first leak off that. Okay, so what was when I feel like it? Uh, I don't know. Was that that had to have been a single? What and what's ready? Remember ready? Want the song with Chris Brown that sound like Drake? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Actually, no, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Um, the record's all right. Young OG, it's okay. It's all. Right. I mean, for what it is, it's cool. I, I definitely didn't need to hear the sample loop for three minutes. Yeah, we needed something else. Yeah. Almost like, when I heard it, at first I was like, oh, they're going to bring something. Nope, just using that. Almost like they sampled it from Yeezus. They did. 
Just go oh, you find know, the original sample. It's not that hard. Come on, man. This is hip hop. <sighs> anyway, actually, we also there's two other songs. We've got to talk about this Action Bronson heel toe. You listen to that? What? Which one? Uh, heel toe. Nah, I didn't listen to the Action Bronson record. Eh, it was a freebie. That's a, that's a good thing. It was a freebie. People like it, but you know, it was all right. And I think people just like Wale. You mean action? Oh, I'm sorry, action. My bad. I think people just like action right now. I think he's just he's just yeah. got a good side of the public right now. But again, he just needs a record. He still doesn't have a record. All right, so back to Heaven's Afternoon featuring Meek Mill. Um, Meek is Meek. You know, Meek is- I like the drums on this though. It's all right. Let me tell you one thing I appreciated after slandering the J Cole drums. There are some drums on this record that the that are hitting. Yeah, there there are some snares that are coming at you like oh, um, I appreciated that. Okay, um, let's see, Golden Salvation. Yep, produced by Lee Major, The Incredibles. Yep, a very as you might imagine from the title, dramatic. I'll call it churchish beat. Yeah, very churchish. Oh, hey, every church has organs. Let's throw yep. organs in a beat. Um, it's okay. It's all right. We're saying a lot of, eh, this is okay in this album, huh? Um, uh, I think because it picks up. All right. Vanity, produced by No Credit. I like this beat. It's okay. I like Vanity. Um, Wale's not amazing on this or anything, but I like the beat. I can listen to this. It's all right. It's cool. Gullible with CeeLo, produced by Stokely Williams and No Credit. It's cool. I see where they're trying to go with this. Like... The beat is okay, but it builds and it's like got movement and it's very dynamic. And I could see this like if you had a band like go like play this live, like it could really, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see that. You know, but it's all right. It's okay. Can we talk about this song, Bricks? Yeah. Featuring Yo Gotti and Life Jennings. Life Jennings. Produced by Cardiac, obviously. Yo, you. And no credit. Um. So I like this beat. I like the beat too. Even it's a, if it's, it's a, very cardiac, like whole, But I mean, but in the context of this album, we've gotten so many songs that sound because a lot of these songs, the, a lot of the first half of this album sounds the same. Yeah, I'll give you that. So then, when you hear this switch up, to me, this begins the second half of the album, which sounds totally different and is much, much better than the first half. Mm, that's interesting. Um, so the concept of this song. <laughs> let me get this right. Wale never sold drugs, mm-hmm. but he wants to talk about the people who did. Because he knows Wait, people. What he knows people who sold bricks, all white bricks. See, I, I think of like Gucci Man when I hear bricks. Um, sorry, is it guap or guap? It's guap. It's guap. Why does he spell it like guap? What do you mean? It's spelled no. Have you seen? You know, Gucci Man was like going to change his name for a minute, but it's spelled G U W O P. G U W O P. So it sounds like it. It looks like Guwap, <laughs> like Mbop, like Duwap. <laughs> I'm confused. Somebody, I haven't heard a Gucci Man song in like two years. I haven't heard heard. I tell you, I, I would say let's not judge anything based off the spelling of Gucci Man. I okay. mean, look at how his name spelled. Yeah, Maine. Not yeah. man. Maine. Gucci Maine. Um, anyway. I like the beat on, on Bricks and it works, but I don't really like the hook. Does anybody, do you think that, that life is way too low on this? 
He's not I low enough. Hear, I, I, would <laughs> I can't hear the life at all. <laughs> You're horrible. I can't hear life at all on so this. So Life song. Jennings won't be on Kairos too? Um, <laughs> yeah, he definitely won't. He's going to be like, who's working on this album? Doc's going to be on there? The Doc guy? Nah, I don't want to be on there. Um, I thought he was in jail. <laughs> I thought Life was in jail for like three years for like not paying child support or something like that. Or he, he got like beat up by his baby mama and then the cops beat him up or something like that. Or he ran from the cops. And he got sentenced to like three and a half years. Maybe that was three and a half years ago. It's a weird combination of a song. It is. I'm, it's all right. I like Yo Gotti on this too. His verse is mad generic, but I think from all the rapidy raps that we're getting, because there are no yeah. other guests on here besides Meek Mill to hear, you know, Yo Gotti style, it works to me. I no, like I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you take Life Jennings off this and actually take Wale off this. And if you... you <laughs> I don't want to so just want. So you just want an instrumental for two and a half minutes, and then for your guy to just come like at the end of the song and spit his verse. <laughs> That'd be a great intro. Um, but uh, it's all right. Song's all right. This song's cool. I like it. Let's talk Nobody. about Clappers. Yeah, featuring Nicki, Juicy J, produced yeah. by Mark Henry. Mark Henry, where no, is, we haven't heard that name in a while. Mark Henry, No Credit, and Juicy J. Okay. Um, obvious choice for a single. Shout out to Mark Henry, man. Yeah, Mark was my guy for a minute. Oh, Mark. Yeah, Mark Henry, he's got something. All right. Um, this beat is nice. Yeah, the EU sample, um, is dope. Um, Juicy's perfect on this. Nikki destroys this. Nikki's good. On this. I just don't like the fact that she only got eight bars because Wally was like, I have to rap again. <laughs> Wally has this thing. If you notice, whenever Wally's on a record, he has to make sure that he. Is like the focal point. Like I always, I, re- I always reference um, "Beautiful Bliss" with him, J Cole, and Melanie Fiona. Remember, J Cole was getting on records and just destroying cats. Like that, like J Cole destroys that record, and then Wale comes back with a third verse. Like it's over already. What are you doing? This is like Mario Chalmers dunking after you know the Heat go on like a twenty to zero run, and then Mario Chalmers is like, "Well, let me get in on this," and he like airballs a three or something. Like that. I don't, I don't want to hear another Wale verse. Like you got the first verse and you're on the hook. It's obviously your song. Let Nicki get sixteen. I'd I like that. I'd agree with that. I like Nicki's verse. Yeah, because she just comes, she comes on a record, she spits like eight bars and she leaves. So I'm sure she's just gonna, she's just gonna be shaking her butt on the video, and that's it. Hey, I got clappers. Let's get a song with Nicki Minaj on there. Like that makes sense. But nah, I want a whole Nicki verse. Uh. We followed up with the the bad remix. Yeah. With Rihanna. Yeah. Did it take too long to turn this into a remix? Yeah, they took too long. Actually, I like it better with Rihanna. Yeah, it's cool. I just don't like the song. I don't yeah, like Yeah, I mean, the song's not my favorite, but I mean, obviously, he's got a target audience and it's, it's sure. working with them. Um, yeah. That's all I really want to talk about for that song. Um, let's see what else we got. We got... Uh, Tired of Dreaming. Tired of Dreaming featuring uh, Neo and uh, your man, Ross. Produced by these are great. This is a great producer name, Deputy and Corporal. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Sounds like a got the <laughs> the obligatory Ross verse on the record. Yeah, totally unnecessary on this track. Yeah, he's coasting. Like he's totally coasting. Yeah, he's he's coasting because I really like Wale and I, I like Neo on this. Um, this song is all right. It's cool. I like it. I dig it. Um. We got Rotation featuring Wiz and 2 Chains. 
You know what's funny about this record? Oh, there's a lot oh, of wait, things. Oh, wait, go ahead, go ahead. Who, pro- who produced this? Uh, Travis Scott and oh, okay. this is the whitest name ever. Alexander Matthew Lipinski. <laughs> wait, wasn't the dude from the kid from Jerry Maguire's Jonathan Lipinski? Yes. I, I hope they're related. Um, how are you going to use your middle name like that? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on, Urkel, sir. Stephen Q. Come on. That works. Alexander uh, Matthew Lipinski. Uh, c- come on. I bet you his mom cuts his hair. <laughs> Stop it. I bet you I bet you I bet you his mom's got a flow bee in the closet. She puts the bowl on the head and just cuss around. Oh man. Cleans up the yeah. back a little bit. They've all got snuggies. Um, Listen, I got I got generic white boy slander for days. Don't get me started. I got all the material. <laughs> um, and that concludes this episode <laughs> of Clock Radio's Records. Yo. All right. So let me get this right. Wale has a song with a hook about weed, and he doesn't smoke weed. Yeah, he does. He says it in the song. What? He always talks about he talks about smoking weed on the intro. He always talks about smoking go, weed. Go look at the lyrics. Am I being too literal with the lyrics? Hold on. I don't know. Here you go. <laughs> go ahead and go to Rap Genius. I mean, I'm not trying to take their interpretation, but you know. I say, yeah, they, they'll get a lot of stuff wrong. If you, them. you know, it's, I, I got the clean version. And we'll, let's and remind me to talk about the clean version as opposed to the. Uh, oh, you're explicit. right. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I say these are. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I actually like the clean version of the song better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't mind it as much, but it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. Um, It kind of works. Like, again, while I am this kind of song, I don't know. It feels like the obligatory weed record to me. Of course it is. Obligatory. All right, guys. Time to make the weed song. Oh. (laughs) There's all this creativity going on. Yeah, we should have these bells and whistles. and Let's put a lot of live instrumentation into this and da-da-da-da-da. But we got to have the weed song. Then, like, Stokely gets mad and he, like, walks out. Um, Simple Man, produced by No Credit and Wale. This song gets put on the album because Wale produced the beat. No, this beat is pretty serious. It's all right. I like Those the drums. drums. Those drums are retarded, drums but this song is totally unnecessary on this album. It's boring. No, nah, I'd rather hear this than, uh, oh, I don't know. Sunshine, Has Golden no, Salvation. It, but at least, but this is the thing, though. Each one of these songs has some sort of concept to it. And then oh, okay. this is getting just your like, rapper on now. Yeah, this is total rapidy rap. It, it kind of it to me it throws it off. It, it it doesn't need to be on the album. This totally could have been a Best Buy bonus track. Best Buy bonus. I haven't I mean I haven't heard. I think there's four Best Buy bonus Target, tracks. Yeah, Target bonus tracks. Target or whatever. Yeah. So I haven't heard them, but you know, I saw one with Dom Kennedy on it. So I mean, you know, my eyebrows went up a little bit. <laughs> Like, why is that not on the album and this this song here? But, you know, with that being said, again, the drums on here are really, really dope. All right, so let's talk about 88. Yeah. Is this actually produced by Just Blaze? Yes, it is. All right. Um, it's a dope beat. Yeah. It, we, we talked about this last we week. We did. It, if it wasn't about shoes, it actually would have been a great intro. Mm. Do you like it as, like, pretty much the la- one of the last songs on the album? Feels a little weird back here. It does. But then again, I would 
you know, chop four records off this easy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Wale yeah. doesn't need sixteen tracks. No, he doesn't. And I think Ambition had what fourteen, fifteen, and even then he could have cut like three of those. Like the, that, the album didn't end well. Um, this is eighty-eight. One of my favorites on the album, though. This is a yeah. nice I, I, for me. This is actually a nice little run of records. Um, because I like Simple Man. I like 88, like rotation. I can kind of listen to like within the context of this album. Like you're right. The second half is much stronger than the first. Yes. Um, track 15, black heroes. I like this record. I like this record a lot. Actually. Feels- um, it produced by Lee major, Sam do and Stokely Williams. Yeah. Um, it, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You get the little outro about nothing with, with Seinfeld. I like that too. And then like- technically yes. track 16 is the original version of bad. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm good. So overall, how, how do you feel about this? I feel like I feel like I need to let this sit for a little bit. Um, I feel like with I feel like this is a project that I'm gonna revisit it in like two. It's kind of feels this kind of reminds me of like Rolling Papers, where I didn't like it at all, and then I got bored one day and was like, hmm, I'm gonna listen to Rolling Papers again. And there were some songs on it I ended up really liking. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of those albums where. You know, come September when there's like a lag in releases and I have some time to revisit some stuff. I'm going to revisit this album and I'm going to like it a lot more than I do now. It's okay right now. It's cool. Um, But, you know, there's way too much going on in music right now. Um, Yeah. yeah, To me, this is a this is a downgrade from ambition. That that that's potential because he kind of he came out swinging on ambition. Ambition had records. It did. Um, yeah, this is this is actually pretty uninspiring to me. I thought Falarian is better than this. Um, Possible. It's just not really. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I felt like with Ambition, we we sort of didn't know what to expect from a, from an MMG Wale album necessarily. So the fact that he was, I thought, able to to blend sort of that MMG sound with his own upbeat sound and. You know he he had he had a lot of really good variety on that record. He did. Um, I feel like the first half of this album just gets trapped in a loop. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, even but even on the the second half of the album, like there's nothing on there's nothing on here as good as the title track off Ambition. Oh, the song with Meek and Ross. Yeah. Oh yeah, that record is dope. Um. I'm telling you, Ambition has some records. It's even records they left off. They forgot Tats on My Arm. They left off Bait. Like, yeah. Yep. I mean, it, you know, this record's... Eh, I don't think this record's going to really... Well, we'll see. I guess my question would be... I guess Clapper... I guess Clappers will, will carry this a little ways, but I don't really know yeah. what else is a single off this. Uh, I think... I could see rotation being a single. I could see Tired of Dreaming being a single. I could see 88 being a single. 88 is a mix show satellite radio single. Yeah. Uh, I could see... I don't know. Man. This does kind of make me want to go back and listen to to Ambition. Yeah. Man, Sabotage. (sighs) Ambition has some joints, man. I feel it. All right. Um, any anything else music related we want to talk about, or are you ready to talk NBA? Let's talk NBA. All right. So if you don't like to to, to hear us uh, talk sports, this is your cue. 
to turn off and we appreciate y'all listening but let's let's talk nba real quick so we got i mean first of all the finals man fantastic final series it's fantastic finals game six and game seven were really really good i mean there's there was everything in that series there were blowouts there were you know struggles there were bad calls there was bonehead plays there were great plays there were great runs there was games down to the wire had had all that you could expect. David Stern definitely went out with a bang. Yeah. Um. It, it's int- you know it's interesting how how quickly people go from questioning LeBron's legacy to all of a sudden. Every know. game, every <laughs> game is a is a statement legacy game for LeBron. Like, dude. The, I mean, the pressure on that is just incredible. Um. Great series. I don't, nothing else I really need to say about that. Um, so we got draft and we got free agency coming up. Yep. So NBA draft, widely regarded as the weakest in a long time. It's very weak. Probably since, I want to say, is it the 2000 draft, which is just unbelievably awful. Who Do was you know, in the 2000 I'm draft? pulling it over right now. Are we going to talk about Danny Green being at the club with LeBron? Does that matter? No. All these dudes are friends. That stuff doesn't matter anymore. Danny Green was in Cleveland. And I'm sure, I mean, you can't really tell off of a picture. I mean, he guys, Yeah, he might have just gone up to him and like, hey, you know, a uh, good game or whatever. Let me get yeah, out of here. Yeah, good series, da-da-da, blah, blah, blah. You know, Danny Green is like, look, you know, I don't want to mope in my hotel all night, go out and clear my head. You know, I don't know if that's the club you go to, but... That was a club he decided to go to. So what? This 2000 NBA draft is unbelievably awful. Are you ready for these names? <laughs> go ahead. Number one, Kenyon Martin. Okay. Stromile Swift. Ooh. Darius Miles. Oh, my man. Marcus Pfizer. Wow. Mike Miller. Wow. Damar Johnson. Ooh. Yeah. Chris Mim. Jamal Cro- Jamal Crawford. Okay. Uh, Joel uh, Prisbilla. Okay, Prisbilla. Keon Dooling. Oh. Okay. Droy Mozo. Who? Who? Eton Thomas. Wow. Courtney Alexander. Ugh. That's the lottery. That's the lottery? Yeah. I'm going in order. Yeah. <laughs> Mateen Cleaves. Wow. Is he like coaching high school somewhere, or is he back in Michigan? State? Jason Collar. Uh, oh, uh, Turkaloo. Um, at number sixteen, that's a wait. Didn't both? Which which one did? Uh, who's the other one? Jason. Who's the other one? Jared. Yeah, Jason went at uh six, at number fifteen. Where'd Jared go? I'm looking. Second round. I don't even see him. Cause how far apart were the Lopez brothers? Uh, they were both in the first round, I think. Yeah, they both. They were definitely both in the first round. Oh, we got a nice little run here of uh we got Desmond Mason. Okay. Quentin Richardson. Okay. Jamal McGlure. Craig Claxton. Wow. Morris Peterson. Oh goodness. Wow. Donald Harvey. Deshaun Stevenson. Okay. Some of these names I don't even reckon. Oh my god. Deshaun We had a whole run on uh international guys. I'm not gonna pronounce any of those names right. Deshaun Stevenson, Mr. ATM in the kitchen. Anybody, any big name? Uh, see, we had a, oh man, all these old like UConn players from when I was a kid, like 
Khalid El Amin in the second round. Oh, how long was El Amin in the league? Like two years? A couple years. I mean, dude was 5'10 and weighed 203. Like, um, you know, so second round, I mean, Eddie House. Okay. In that draft, if you're getting Eddie House at 37, that's not awful. It's not bad. He did all right. Um, who else is? Oh, you know, Michael Red at 43. Oh, wow. Draft. Michael Red went 43? Yeah. Uh, Brian Cardinal at 44. Not awful considering that draft. Anybody else worth it? Scooney Penn. <laughs> My goodness. So basically, this draft is a disaster. Uh, right? I mean, Michael crazy. Red. Was Turklu ever an all-star? Close to it. I think the I year. think Red was though. Yeah, Red was an All Star. Is Red the only? Like is he row. the only All Star from this class? Kenya Martin not All Star. I don't know. Why Kenya Martin made it to the All Star game? Did he? Back in the Trina days. Back in the Trina days. <laughs> Before the lips became a crown. Maybe maybe uh one of those really good seasons with uh the Nets with with a kid. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But basically, this draft was. A disaster. So that's, that's the comparison that we're looking at. That's crazy. Well, to be so basically what I'm hearing is if you're looking for a franchise player, you're not getting it. If you're looking for somebody who we know is going to be an all-star competing for it, you're not going to get it. However, there's a lot of guys who are going to be rotation players. It's actually a really deep draft of like guys you're going to have playing four to like eight. Like, you know – if you're thinking going through your teams number one through whatever, like you're not going to get one of those top two or three guys. But if you're filling out your roster, there's a lot of stuff here. So the thing you get is basically once we get past like pick number twelve, once we get just out of the lottery, the next like thirty picks are all the same. Mm. So some people are going to make really great decisions, and some people are going to make awful decisions, which is what makes the draft fun. But there's no star this year, and people are already talking about tanking for next year. Yeah. Oh wow. They got two big names for next year. So um, who's ne- who's next year? You got me looking that up. Hold up. Uh, I'm sure NBADraft.net has already been following these kids for the last like 50 years. Um, right. Oh, what's his name? The dude at uh, Kansas. Why can't I think of that? Hold on. I'm I'm losing my my NBA fan bonafides right now. Hold on. Oh yeah. So uh, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. And Jabari Parker. Oh, okay. So, if those two were in the draft this year, they'd be like, they'd be both number one pick. Easy one and two. Easy. You know, so. uh, Yeah, there are, you know, Cleveland's already trying to trade their number one pick. For trash, Kevin Love, I saw them, they offered. Yeah, so what's that that hypothetical pick? It's, um. It's number one. It's, uh. Are you saying who's going number one? I mean, no, I'm saying who, who, uh. Who are they trying to trade? They they want to get rid of that. There's two trades that that they that I've seen them offer. So the first one was to Minnesota. They offered their number one pick. They offered Deion Waiters and they offered Tristan Thompson for Kevin Love. I'd take that in a heartbeat. And, Kevin Love is great. Kevin Love is fantastic. I love Kevin Love. He's one of the ten best players in the NBA. Especially for somebody who hated him at UCLA. Oh, well, I mean, first of all, he's in much better shape than he used to be. Way better shape. I hated him at you. My guy was Joey Dorsey from Memphis. <laughs> that was my guy. He's a goon. <laughs> he's a goon. He's a goon. Um, you know, when he dunked and, and you know, and pointed at, at Kevin Love, that was a great moment for me. But, you know, they came back and 
you know, you know that one. But um, what you think that's too much to give up? <sighs> Again, like I was telling, like I was talking about, well, like I was talking about talking to you yesterday, um, and somebody made a good point after after the fact. I said it. Somebody else responded. Um, you know, I really like the backcourt of Waiters and uh, and Irving in Cleveland. Cleveland has a lot of potential. They they need like a veteran presence. Um, they need somebody who can create their own shot. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, Kevin Love does that. He can create his own shot. But you know, you're giving up. I'm not mad at them getting rid of Tristan Thompson. Um, you know, but I I like Deion Waiters. See, to me, think- Waiters is like he's your third guard. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like, so who? I don't even know who Cleveland's backup point guard is. I have no idea. But, you know, um, somebody else made a good point was that, you know, this they said this reminded them of when um, Cleveland wouldn't give up J.J. Hickson to get Amari. Boy, they regret and, that, huh? Yeah, and we see how that turned out for them. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would say uh, I still, you know, I still think, um, well, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Kevin Love. He... um I mean, people forget that they kind of, they kind of, you know, they kind of messed with them a little bit. The team did. By uh, remember, they didn't, they didn't off, they didn't offer him like the full contract they could have when he got his extension. Oh, I don't. So remember. he's been a little salty. Okay. What, you know, they they they've got some pieces, but they're not all the way there. Like if you he became, yeah, if he became a free agent, would he really resign with Minnesota? Like no, they're close. They've got a lot of pieces, but they do. They're missing one guy. They're missing a vet too. Well, I mean, they re. Who's the guy they picked number two a couple years ago? Um, um your man. Uh, yeah, my, I thought he was going to be Derek, great. Was it? Is it Derek Williams? Derek Williams. I I thought he was going to be much better than he. I mean, he still has some potential, but I thought he was going to be on a different level. Um, Me too. That that's really hurting them. That's come back to hurt them, right? Because when you when you I mean, if you pick in the top three, like you you sort of need to come out with like that's got to be a guy for you. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, you know, I still think the I think that you know, and people, of course, people were already talking about like, are they going to break up Miami? They had they lost the championship, I think they would have they would have pulled the plug. There's there's some problems with that. I mean, who? I mean, it sounds weird, but who who has trade value that they would actually trade? How many people are how many people are free agents on their team this year? Uh, Miller and Birdman and Ray they, Allen. Got to resign Birdman. Got they've got to. How about Ray Allen? Uh, I like Ray Allen there. Um, I think he's replaceable. As crazy as that sounds, for what they're asking him to do, more and more guys know how to shoot that corner three now. Yeah, you can find guys like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give the the other Cleveland pick. Oh, okay. They wanted to also trade their number one and their number 19 and Tristan Thompson to the Blazers for LaMarcus Aldridge. And Portland said no. It's a weak draft. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Oh, man. Comic Sans Dan. He's the worst. He's hilarious. He's awful. He's hilarious. He, he he's awful. Um, the, yeah, that's. I mean, Cle- Cleveland, Cleveland apparently has gone on record basically saying we don't think anybody that we could get at number one would actually start for us next year, and they probably wouldn't. 
So for the kids, like it's like the new kid in class. Yeah, but number one, like you, you can't find anybody at number one who would start for you. That when was the last time that ever happened? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, because um, at least at least Kenyon Martin and, and a couple of guys that you named in the two thousand draft had had some buzz behind them. Sure, we didn't know how bad it was going to be at the time. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe we're all wrong. But um, yeah, this could be a, a really this could be a sleeper draft. We never know. But um, but. that's interesting. So free agency. Free who who tell me you have a free agent list right now? I'll pull one up in a sec. What do you think about Doc Rivers going to the Clippers? That's crazy. And and I mean, if you heard about you know everything leading up to that, like you know him and Rondo almost getting into it, and yeah, you know like like that's that's crazy. Like that, I couldn't believe. First, I didn't even know that you could trade for a coach. Um, it's not really trading. It's more like you agree to let them go for compensation. Yeah, it was like a, I heard it was like a like a salary thing. It was a money thing. Um, I right, hold on. I'm trying to find a good list. Give me a sec. Okay, I, I'll say I'll say this about I'll say this about the Clippers though. The that same roster with Doc Rivers as a coach does the exact same thing they did this year. You think so? Yeah, they need another guy. You you also think Vinny Del Negro is better than other people do? No, I think Vinny Del Negro is a horrible coach. That team got where it was strictly off talent, just raw talent. Okay. They need they need somebody. I mean, okay, I'll ask you this question. You know, they were talking about doing Blake Griffin for um, Dwight Howard. Do you do that deal? You're trading one problem for another. Um, yeah. That's Blake tough. Griffin's a liability. He's a, de- he's a defensive nightmare. And then you've got, you know, broke back Dwight. <laughs> Um, but you know, you never know. This is Dwight with a full year off, no distractions. He's in LA. There's going to be distractions. Okay. Say other than his baby mama drama, you know, but he can actually really rehab his back. You know, so you never know. He might, you know, he might really come back to, to form somewhat. All right. So here's the list of, of free agents. Okay. So Chris Paul. He's staying. Dwight Howard. On the, <laughs> you saw those billboards in, in LA? Yeah. Um, I thought that was Photoshop. That's the funny part. No, that's for... <laughs> yeah, until I saw the Lakers actually tweet that. I was like, whoa. What do, you think yeah. the, what do you think the best place for Dwight is? I don't think uh, it's LA. Uh, you think the, maybe the Houston move makes sense? I think that does. I mean, if it, he, he obviously has a weird relationship with Atlanta because Atlanta would make a ton of sense. Yeah, they um, got <laughs> they got to blow up Atlanta. They do. They really need to blow, up. but they can blow up Atlanta and then start. I mean, they'll start all over with. They they could blow they could blow it up and and they'd have enough room, I think, for Paul and Howard. Paul's not going anywhere. Doc Doc go. Come on, you know Paul wants to play for Doc. I think Paul just wants to be in charge. Um, where do you think Dwight ends up then? I mean, I, I guess, I guess Houston. I just don't see Atlanta being smart enough. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't actually. I think Dwight should be in Houston, but I don't think he'll go. Why? Because because Paul stays in in LA. I th- I think because the Lakers are going to be able to offer him the most money. So now it's about money for him. It's a. He didn't exactly light the world on fire last year. No, and because of that, I mean, like I'm trying to think of historically a player. You think his stock went down? I'm saying a player of Dwight's stature, Mm -hmm. theoretically. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of them 
being going to a city for one year and flaming out like this. Ever. Like he, I mean, going into before, I mean, leaving, leaving Orlando, he was a top, at least top 10 guy. Absolutely. Without question. I'm trying to think of the last time a top 10 guy got traded in the final year of a contract and did and had such a disastrous year that people were talking about him not, him not resigning immediately. Like I've never heard of that. Kobe system. The Kobe system. <laughs> um, I think Dwight ends up with the Lakers. Okay. But he, I, I will say, people have a lot of doubt. So, but the funny part is, 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 um, as bad as Dwight was, he was okay in the second half of the season. Is okay good enough for Max money? It was with, with better his in, than with, with his with his injuries. It was better than the level that he was playing when he first got there. All right, I'm. I'm I got some more. I got some more names. I'm running down. Right, um, Josh Smith. Talk he's about. Gone. You think he's gone? He's gone. He's going to try and go for a max deal because he knows he's not winning a championship. I'm trying to think so. who picks him up. <laughs> I guess it depends on you know. I could see him like in Denver if they don't if they don't resign Iggy. How do you like uh, Shaw as their coach? I need to see more out of Shaw. I, you know, I love the idea of Denver. I just don't know if they're built to win. Um, I Jewels. Nah, you know, I, and ironically, if they if they did get Josh Smith, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know if that gets them closer to winning. No, it doesn't. Um, I th- think uh, Josh Smith in Cleveland would be really interesting. That would be interesting. They've got cap space. That would be interesting. Um. Yeah, and, and Kyrie could really use a big man that he trusts because Verjao was there because the city loves him. I, I'm not. I'm not lying. I just want to. I, I just want to inflict on Dan Gilbert the horror of watching Josh Smith jack up threes. Because <laughs> um, you know he's gonna. You know he's gonna get pissed off, and he's gonna be like, you know what? Take this. Mm. <laughs> I, the only thing I would caution is Josh Smith could be a great player. When he's motivated, when he gets a max deal that's guaranteed, I'd be a little afraid of how much he's jacking up threes. That's all I'm saying. Um, He's going to have the uh, Joe Johnson syndrome. A little bit. Um, Let's see. Manu, but he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Al Jefferson. Where where is he at? He's in Minnesota? He's in Utah. (laughs) Where? Utah. You know that you saw they they hired Sloan back, right? As an advisor, yeah, as an advisor. Um, Which means he'll, he'll he'll be a coach. Oh, this one's interesting. Bynum, <laughs> talk about a, a disaster. Bynum got paid what, like twenty, like twenty eight million dollars or twenty four million dollars to let his hair grow out. He he got his his salary last year was sixteen uh, four. It's a lot Man. of money to go bowling. If you were to tell me that you could travel all over the country, get courtside seats to NBA season games, like, yo. Hardly. That's the problem. He doesn't love basketball. Nah. He plays because he's 7-1. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I always reference when, you know, Charles Barkley, of all people, you know, made a great point about him was people were always making excuses. He's a kid. He's a kid. He's a kid. He's not a kid And this anymore. was like his, he was like, a, it was like his, seventh league, his seventh year in the league. Like, he's not a kid anymore. Like, this is what you're going to get with Andrew Bynum. Uh, you already mentioned Iggy. Yeah, I don't think Iggy stays in Denver. He's going to have to take a pay cut if he does, which yeah, is that's, that's tough. 
Definitely. We got a couple guys coming off who are restricted free agents who weren't offered extensions out of their rookie salaries. Okay. We got Brandon Jennings and Tyreek Evans. I think I think Jennings I think they said Jennings no, Jennings is gonna try for free agency, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, I think he's uh I think he's exercising his option to, to try for free agency. Uh where's Tyreek at? Sacramento? Yeah. They need to blow up that team. They really do. They just need to like not exist. <laughs> they uh yeah, that's tough. Just merge with Golden State. <laughs> Call it a day. Nah, just merge with Charlotte. They don't need a team either. And then move the, it to Seattle. Oh, okay, I was about to say the Pelicans, but you're actually talking about the, the Bobcats. They're, they're, so they're going to go back to the Hornets, right? Um, I think that's so. Fine. I think yeah, that's, that's I think that's the move. They just want they they just want to be able to have throwback night, Grandmama and all that. Chill. I'm 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 getting that jersey. Getting the Converse too. The purple. Nah, I can't find them. They need really need the retro those. They're about to retro the uh, the Shaq Gnosis. You remember those? We talked about this. My God. Those are the ugliest, ugliest shoes. Um, it's weird. Like Shaq's shoes look better now than they did 20 years ago. Like you you would get laughed off of the court if you had on Shaq's shoes in 1993. Yeah. Now it's like you can't find a pair of Shaq's in the store without paying $200 on eBay. Both, I mean, both Jennings and, and Tyreek, they've, they've got issues. Yeah. I'd be scared to throw big money at either one of those. Nah, they don't deserve big money. Not yet. So Jennings here, might have a good run where he he gets that. I don't I don't know if Tyreek gets that. So the new collective bargaining agreement, there are there's minimum amounts that teams have to spend. Uh huh. Which means somebody's gonna there's gonna be some overpaying. There might be some might be some overpaying. Um, let's see. Anybody so you else? These, you think these middle tier guys who kind of have a name and. Well, you know, I, good. I, they have problems. They're going to kind of benefit off of I that. I think. I think they're. You know. I think teams are a lot smarter than they used to be. They're getting smarter. They're hiring guys who are paying attention to like analytics and how things actually work. Uh huh. So you got test cases like you know Monta Ellis. Like, what does he get? Yeah, I think he. I think he's got. I think he's got to deal with some of the reality. I think he's getting like two years, ten mil, or three years, twelve mil, something like that. Monta Ellis, who made eleven million dollars last year, like that's. Oh, a, did he? Oh, snap. I was totally wrong on that. No, he's a he's he's a he's a he's a he's a uh, what eight figure guy. Like, no, that's crazy. Nobody wants to pay him that much money. No. With ironically, somebody like David West, he's worth a lot of money now. Yeah, absolutely, he is. He got he got ten million last year. He'll be at least that. You see, uh, Bird is back with the organization. Yeah, yeah. Eastern Conference is in trouble. See any other interesting ones down here to look at? J.R. Smith. Um, I thought he said he was resigning with New York. I mean, but New York's gonna have to pay up. Yeah, they are. It's a bunch of other just random ones down here. What's so, up with Nash? He's Nash signed. He signed. He signed. He's good. Oh, so he'll be back with LA next year. Let's see anybody else noteworthy down here. <laughs> down here, so I'm assuming you're you're pretty uh, down. The list. I'm I'm into the 30s and 40s out of this top 50 list. Um, anybody really interesting? I mean, Kevin Martin. He's he he's wherever he goes, he's gonna take a big pay cut. He's in uh he's at OKC right now. Yeah, but his last year's contract, he made almost thirteen million. Oh yeah, he's done. He 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 might make a quarter of that. Yeah. Um, OJ Mayo. I feel like man, everybody wants him to be like the guy. Like you feel like he should be successful, but he is the guy in two K. <laughs> you play one on one. 
You just keep jacking up three as soon as they check the ball. Nine times out of ten, that's going in. He's the guy. It's really interesting. Honestly, Marvin Williams, he's got a player option for $8 million in Utah. Oh, that's, art. that's harsh. Marvin Williams? Are you serious? Yeah. But no, I mean, you know, if they if they pull it right, the Jazz, they could if they they have interesting decisions, right? They've got Al Jefferson and uh Paul Millsap. Both uh making a lot of money. Mm. Mo Williams out of Utah. That's another eight point five million. They're clearing what? money like crazy. That was last year, eight and a half million. Yeah. These salaries Mo are Williams out of control. Made eight and a half million dollars last year. Sean Marion made eight eight six. Oof. St- Oof. Steven Jackson. Ten. That's Sean. Well, that's Sean Marion. Turkaloo, eleven. Is is this Sean Marion deal off of the uh, coming off the championship? Yeah, it's a while. Ago. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so those, he got those long term deals, man. There. Yeah. Ooh, Turk. Where's is Turkaloo still in Orlando? I don't even. Where is? Where I thought he got traded. I feel like he got traded and traded again. I can always. Yeah, like, he's in Orlando. Okay, I can like hear our sports. People who listen to us, I can just hear them like yelling in our ear because we don't know stuff off. We, we know nothing. Um, like, yeah. no, he made $18.5 million. He averages 6.3 assists a game. Whoa, whoa. Any of these names excite? Like, so you're a, uh, what, wait, what team are you a basketball, fan of for basketball? I'm a, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm a LeBron James <laughs> fan. I am. I told you guys why I'm a LeBron fan. I've always been a LeBron fan. And then being here in Ohio and seeing how, how they responded to him going to Miami made me root for him and want him to be successful and win several championships. So if you're the Heat, you got to get Bird. You got to keep Birdman. Got to keep Birdman. He might, he, might, he might be a little expensive, though. Yeah. Um, I'm, hearing, um, I'm hearing they may take a chance on Odin. I've heard that as well. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that works for them at all. That's Pat, that's Pat Riley speaking. Right, right. No, like, <laughs> I just it, it, the the sad part about Odin is when he played, he did well. Well, here's the deal. It was Spolster's the one who likes to be up tempo. Mm-hmm. Riley is the traditionalist one who wants to put the big. He's like, nah, you got to keep putting the big guy. He wants the big guys. Like that's why they took a chance on Eddie Curry. That's why they might take a chance on Odin. That's that's Riley. They desperately need. A Joel Anthony. Joel Anthony did all right on defense during the playoffs, but he's the worst finisher I've ever seen. <laughs> he's right underneath the basket, and he just throws it up in the air, and it like goes over the backboard. It, it was crazy. Let me look at the bottom of this barrel for 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 guys who might be interesting for big guys who might be interesting for. Oh, you know, the problem is there really isn't that many great big guys. No. They might they might find a cheap big guy somewhere. Bring but, Eddie um, Curry back. Bring what? Bring Eddie Curry back. That's funny. Hey, Elton Brand is a free agent. You know, they could always. Oh. Hey, so where's Steven Jackson at now? Uh, where was he? Because he was in San Antonio. He, he he's still technically San Antonio. So, hypothetical question. What happens if Steven Jackson stays on that Spurs team during the playoffs? I don't know if anything changes. Okay. I think he takes minutes away from from the younger guys who showed up. Okay, right. He, he doesn't he get a does he get splitter minutes? No, he's a small forward. Okay. Um. Yeah, none of these none of these uh big guys remotely good for uh for uh 
Miami. But uh, what will be interesting, speaking of Splitter, Splitter will be really interesting for San Antonio because I think someone's going to try to pay him. Really? He's relatively young. He's a big guy. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, but his salary last year was only 3-9. Someone's going to pay him at least double that. Right? Wow. Will San Antonio really pay that much for him? That's tough. Um. All right. Any any uh, anything else uh, NBA you, you got in your mind? Anything else you're looking out for or paying attention to? Or any- uh not really. I mean, I, I guess I watch the draft just because I I miss basketball already. <laughs> I watch the draft every year. Got to watch the draft. If nothing else, you know, there's going to be some surprises. It's fun to watch. You know, the one thing I miss is, I mean, the players are are they they've. They've all got really great like media advisors and people helping them dress, so you don't get some of the crazy outfits like you used to. That was the best part. Nothing, no, nothing's better than when everybody in the '90s decided that, that they wanted to uh, uh, they wanted to dress with those just uh, some of those suits. Oh my goodness! Oh man! Um, you, you know you don't really get that sort of thing anymore, but it's it's always entertaining. So you know, some guy gets picked way too early. You know, it, it's in Brooklyn this year. Oh gosh, so they're gonna be ruthless, <laughs> you know. So um, so yeah, it'll be nice, nice, nice to have basketball back again real quick, and then you know we'll see what happens with free agency. Um, Dwight, yeah, I think I think you know I think Chris Paul signs early, but I think Dwight is kind of the Dwight's one of the keys to this whole thing. Who makes a move? Who tries to put a trade package together? Well, they they exercise their their right on a uh, Jody Meeks. This, uh, today, the Lakers. You know, making those championship moves. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's that's the signs of a champion. The Lakers are actually. Yeah, they're in trouble. I, when I, when I when I said sign of a champion, I I uh I instantly got that Nelly song that sampled the NBA on NBC in my head. That, that's that's one of Nelly's most underrated songs. <laughs> the funny part is, is you're serious. I'm totally serious. <laughs> And we that that's it's gonna conclude. Champion. That, <laughs> that song was terrible. Nah, nah. Well, that that concludes this episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Um, we uh, hope hope you all enjoyed uh, listening to it. Please use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers. Tell us uh, why we're crazy, why we're not crazy. What you tell us what you think about these Drake songs, this Wale album, us being random. You know, tell us if we should stop talking NBA. Tell us whatever. Um, we're not going to stop talking to you. That's right. Follow us both on Twitter. <laughs> Anything else? Am I missing? Anything important? <laughs> nah. We're good? All right. We'll catch you all yeah. next week. <laughs>